0: Welcome back, everybody! Another episode of Meals Podcasts. Um, today we've got a, a very special guest. We're joined by the 2016 MasterChef Professionals winner, Gary McLean. So, Gary, I uh, really appreciate you coming on me. It's, it's a, pleasure.
1: No, not at all. My pleasure. Uh, it's nice to talk, isn't it? Nice to. <laughs> nice Hi. To, I
2: know. For really? nine out of ten people, this is Gav's by far best guest. This is always. <laughs> <Loves laughs> I know. Oh, I absolutely loves cooking. Do you know, do you
0: know what's really funny? Obviously, we'll, we'll go into more of the, the kind of journey, Gary. But I had um, my brother had watched it when it was live, yeah. And he said, I was a sky for Glasgow and he's, he's brilliant and he's, he's on master chef. I was like, all right, okay, I wasn't really bothered about cooking too much, it was probably uh-huh. uh, no, at that time anyway. Um, and then I seen it came on Netflix a few months back, and I was like, I'm gonna watch it. And then the first season, it was season nine, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, the first season that came on was was your one I thought I already know who wins it but I don't care I'm watching it anyway Um, it's amazing
1: the amount of people from all over the place that are watching that that missed it completely uh, and then I'm still getting the same kind of messages I got in 2016 where people are jumped off the couch and crying and all that (laughs) (laughs) and and they don't realise it's 2016 until the very last shots when you know you're holding the Uh, trophy MasterChef Champion 16 so you know, it, it's uh, it's a great show. I absolutely love it. So Aye. it's the reason I did it. I mean, I'm a big master chef nerd. Uh, <laughs> and the professional one, you know, the vast majority of chefs out there really like it because it's, um, it, it's a wee bit of everything. It's a bit of a roller coaster, you know, the skills tests. And then, you know, you get the kind of chefs that, that mess up and, you know, all of that. So there's there's loads, there's loads to watch. I genuinely look forward to um, to, to watching it every year. So, All right. I find
2: it it's the harshest thing on the telly. Well, they say... They Simon Cowell, man.
1: Uh, the, the, the year I did it, there was a big story that the, the um, Observer did in London and said that MasterChef Professionals was the cruelest reality show on earth. I, I think it because, is. Because things like, you know, X Factor and Britain's Got Talent and all that, you know, these people are only doing what they're up there doing for a living. And you, uh. you you know, you've got these, you've got these chefs of various levels all getting flung into this pot together, and and the, the pressures. You know, the, the way it's filmed is the way you see it. You know that that skills test at the start, which is my favourite bit, as a oh. as a as a watcher. You know, and the chefs come in and they're absolutely terrified, but yes. it's set up to be terrified because it's your first day, first day there. And you do that. You know, you've not done any filming, you've not met any of the judges, you've not seen the studio, and you're, right. you're, in, a, you're in a wee room and you pick a number at a hat, and whatever your number is. Oh, right. So there's six of you in that, in that sort of first bit. And if you're number six, you're sitting there for six hours. One by one, one by one, everybody disappears and never to return because they go do their bit. And then they put they you need in the a post you know, you. You're away in a different room and you don't come back so um the, your, your left sentence i was number four so i had about four hours of sitting eating
3: that's so- in <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: waiting to go in and then and then you get pushed in i get pushed in with an apology from a uh a, a, a young guy on the set he just pushes you through the doors and there you're faced with 50 people in front of you and that's oh, the 50 first, people that's the first time you see that's the first time you see the the judges or any any food or the studio or anything
0: Cause but, uh, it's, it's bizarre with the skills test because I actually watched um Celebrity Chef before I seen the professionals, so I'd watch And obviously, the skills test is like identify a shallot, identify a bit of garlic. Like, oh, this so I thought, I wonder how they're going to do professionals. And it's literally like you've got 15 minutes to make this, and you're aye, it go. <clears throat> and I go, I did
1: pin it <clears throat> out in other ones, but I, I do prefer, I really like um, the, That's the your craft one at the, the professionals, you know, you've your, seen, your seen other chefs and you know, I, I, before you go on it, you're, you know, you're sitting on the couch shouting at the telly, saying, how how the hell did they Why know? Why are you putting it? that, mate? <laughs> but, but, as a, but as a lecturer, and it's half the reason I ended up on the show, we use MasterChef professionals as a teaching tool. So the the, the, the idea is that the students and everything are watching it. Lecturers are watching it, and particularly, again, the first sort of halfway through the skills test and stuff. And you'll get the students come in the following one, they'll say, did you see, because always, they always bum the chefs up you know, they stand there with the hero shots and they're standing in front of a beautiful Georgian mansion where they work mm-hmm. and uh, they pop them in front of uh, fill up, you know, a bit of fish. They have to fill it and they can't do it. Whereas our first-year students, that's those basic skills that we're teaching them every day. So they can bone out a rabbit, they can bone out some fish, they can dress a crab and all these sorts of things. And what it does for us in education, it reinforces the reason why they're there in the first place, why they're giving up four years of their life to learn how to cook and get those foundations right. And then they can then take those skills forward and become, you know, whatever they want to be from it. So it's a great tool for us. Um, a... for
2: those who uh, not only is Gary like the twenty sixteen professional master chef, but he's also the senior lecturer at the City of Glasgow College. Which...
1: Well, I'm, I'm no longer a senior lecturer. I'm executive chef, so I've got a different kind of role. Um, similar, so, it... so, but I, I, I don't have full class contact in a normal kind of pre or post COVID. I would do a lot mm. of stuff with students, a lot of events, and it would be it would be kind of showcasing the college and obviously looking at the business side of the the the, the sort of um, business side of the college because it's still got to operate and still got to have a profile and all that sort of stuff. So um, I, I kind of moved on to that, so um, which was a wee bit bittersweet because I really loved the teaching, but I'd, you know before COVID, I did still get a lot of interaction, a lot of um, being able to offer a lot of opportunities to students. You know, one of my one of the uh, last things I did before lockdown was I took a bunch of students to Cuba. So <laughs> I, I get I get asked to do a, I get asked to do a dinner in Cuba, um, and I had, a, I had a bunch of students who helped as well my events. You know, real hard slog Saturdays doing cook skill class, classes, and you know Valentine's Night and all these sort of events mm-hmm. that we do. And these, these students are volunteering, and uh, I uh, I got the th- there was three kind of core. Uh, students that were kinda never missed anything. So I pulled them up into the office and I said, Look, we've got this VIP dinner. All right, right, right. I said, yeah, I need you to block off whatever the date was in the diary. Yeah, yeah, chef, no bother, we'll be there. You know we're always at it. And I said it's a it's an embassy. Uh, it's a British embassy. And one of them said, is it in Edinburgh? I said, no, it's in uh, Havana. <laughs> so so wow, you know, man. so there's there's loads of loads of different ways of of getting students involved. But I've had them on T V shows. I've had them I've had them in India. Um, every year, I go to India and take take um, some students. We do a lot in America and stuff like that. So. The life as a student at the City of Glasgow College is a good place to be. I was going to
0: say, when, does the, when do you take
1: the application forms? Because <laughs> <don't> know, <laughs>
3: know.
1: Part-time applications are on now, so you can do some twilight classes. Aye, <laughs> aye. The good
2: thing is there is Zoom, so...
1: No, we're hoping, I think everyone's hoping that we get back to some face-to-face. Face yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, 100%, 100%. So... How did your whole career come about then? How did it all
1: start? Did you always know you were wanted to be a chef? Or as soon as I found out somebody would pay me to cook, that was when I decided. Um, always messed about with food in the house. Um, you know, growing up in the sort of eighties in Glasgow. You know, it was, uh, and I lived in quite a tough, but a tough bit of Glasgow. Um, you know, so food. Where did food you stay? Was, Where were you, free? Where you free? Um, <laughs> I was in Oh, All right. Oh, okay. Happy birthday, chapel. <laughs> so I'm, 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 well, I'm officially Shafton. I come from,
3: which oh. is it,
1: which what oh, meant. And I before that. I lived in Temple, so um, I moved about five yeah, streets Temples. away. But it, it was nae, It didn't get any better. But, <laughs> but as I say, you grow up, and you know, you get great mates, and you know, there's. You don't really notice any. There's no difference between it because that's oh, where, no, that's no, what you. No,
3: no, that's no, where you.
1: So that's where you grow up. So, um, but I was always interested in food as a kid. I always messed about and. Um, when I went to high school uh, I was I mean I was rubbish at school right throughout to be honest I had no interest in it I had no and again I think it was just I wasn't any different from any of my pals um, but I, I did things often
2: at school that, that takes a passion. I feel I feel like I'm but learning that for talking to so many
1: people 100%. And I, I was really lucky that uh, you know, I would go from the English and math classes and the science classes and everything else that be the, the worst student in the class in every respect, behavior, everything. <laughs> and uh, then I went into home economics and I was the best in the class. And the teacher spoke to me like I was a normal human being. Yeah and uh, uh, it was my uh, home uh, economics teacher that said to us, I must have been about thirteen or something, said, you know, have you ever thought of being a chef? And I know it sounds crazy now, but back then I remember thinking, you know, what is a chef? Because mm-hmm. because back then there was no chefs on telly, you know, there was no there was no Wendy's celebrity chefs, cook. there was no Aye. none of Aye. that Master had started.
3: Aye. There was Aye. nothing
1: at all. Um to sort of for a young person to kind of say, Well that's a that's a job that a I could dance. maybe do. And then I remember just thinking, you know, thinking, if someone can pay me for something I love to do, excellent, that's me. And uh, at 15, I got my first job and I basically, uh, did. I say, adopt skill for a year because I worked. <laughs> so, I never, Where were you working. I, what was your first job? My <laughs> first job was uh, in the uh, Trossops uh, in a hotel in Kinlacar called Forest Hills. Wow. Wow. And again, oh. I had just, I had the long term 15. Um, and I, I'd get flung straight in. Um, I was boning out, you know, boning out deers and day two and all oh, that sort man. of stuff. So wow. The, the food, and I just thought that was normal. You're standing filleting wild salmon and, you know, it was, a, it was a, thinking back on it, it was a, such an amazing place. You know, the fridge full of grouse and, you know, and it, it was just normal. No the whiskey, was just,
2: <laughs> no whiskey, Gavin. <laughs> there was, there
1: was, there was, I mean, it was, it was incredible, incredible place.
2: So see see that whole sort of process, do you think that's is what would you what do you think people would respond to you nowadays? So if somebody was fifteen and they've of that environment, would they go, No, no, that's no for me? Or do you think it's down to the person No, I think I, I think it's get de- that now, can
1: you? It's definitely down to the person, but back then, and I think probably even up to the last sort of ten years, as a young person, you're guided by the your boss, you're guided by the uh-huh. person above you, whether that's chef department or whether it's you know, somebody higher up in the supermarket and you you're guided by them. So you're guided by what's going on. So working a fifteen hour day was a normal. Sixteen hour day was normal. Coming in your day off wow, and doing man. fifteen hours a day was normal. But, uh, but I think young people now are, are smarter than certainly I was in my generation was because of a mobile phone, you know, and they know that uh, they know there's more to life than work. There's no there's opportunities and you know, so which which isn't a bad thing, but I mean, we we get some incredible young people and young students, and are, you know, you know, it's you talented. look at them and you think, bloody hell, you've just got it, you know. And uh,
2: um, it's Steve, it's amazing I to see. But um, when I was a wee guy, my dad was was a head chef and stuff, and being in that environment as is a is literally, that must have been about seven.
1: Where did they work? I might know.
2: Uh, I you probably uh, his name's Kenny Keegan, it's the same as me. Kenny oh, Keegan. Is it? I Aye, 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 aye. he was a <laughs> uh, he head chef at where was he? The Oak Tree Inn, Beach Tree Inn. Um what's the big hotel gav that just gets set in fire and the boy gets set in? So it
1: was Cameron House.
2: Cameron House. Cameron House. He was a head chef there years ago. Yep. Um he, okay it pass, passed to be years and years and years ago. Right. But uh seeing him what seeing your dad go feel the a nice cool Nice, lovely guy to get into the kitchen was, Aye. Aye. was. the lights and it was like the lights in, in the kitchen. It was unbelievable to see somebody go for being so mellow to, to be up the, the, idol. the angry Oh my,
1: high it, it took me. It, it, it took me years to get away from that, and I. I, I kind of when I was a young head, I was a head chef at twenty-one. I ran two two really nice oh. restaurants at twenty-one. Wow. And uh, I was a horrible human being. I was, the, my nickname was Hitler. <laughs> and, you know, I was punching holes in walls and making grown men crying over that. And thinking back on it, it was a defense because I didn't know what I was doing. I was 21, I was running two restaurants, you know, and I was working 18 hours a day and six, sometimes seven days a week sleeping in the restaurant because you didn't have time to go home. And, what? and you're boring, you're bawling shouting at people. Because as a young manager, you don't have the experience to be able to say, do you know what? I made a mistake. I didn't know what I was doing there. So, you know, because you think, and I'm a first statement, even now, you know, <laughs> I've been, been in Ketton for 35 years. Um, I'm the first one to put my hand up and say, I made a pig's either that or is to get a good Aye. idea? Is it? You know, and I'm the first person to take on advice from others, regardless of who they are or where they're from.
0: That's really funny you say that because, like, when you when you watch, I think you know yourself as well, when you watch MasterChef, you can kind of gather people's personalities. Obviously, they don't show everything that goes on, but you see a, a lot about people's lives and the way, they, the way they act when they get given criticism and stuff. And
1: the, re, the reality is, it's it's how they're portrayed as well. I, you know, and if you're I smart... can make
2: anybody look good.
1: <laughs> I had done a bit of telly before MasterChef. I was on, I mean, I was on STV 2 a lot. I used to do uh, live telly, which is quite tough. It's a different kettle of fish completely. But, you know, my main objective going on to that show was not to look daft and that was my, that was it because I knew my kids were going to be watching it and I didn't know what to say anything stupid and I didn't know. and when you're getting interviewed and stuff like that there's leading questions,
3: mm.
1: you know, like, who's your main competitor? Who who do you think you're going to win and all that? And I always had an answer that didn't mean that I was going to win. Any of the chefs uh-huh. that go on that show, you know, and, and it's very much the early rounds that are in there, you know, you know, it's like a, a pissing competition, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're trying oh to oh boast, oh they're oh sitting there, I've oh done this and oh done oh that. And I just played, uh, I just played, I'm a lecturer at college, so I was, um, I was always low key. I always just kept, kept quiet, but little did they know that, you know, I'd been, you know, young chef of the year and that one, you know dozens of competitions yeah. in the past i never <laughs> mentioned that did, did
2: they know that you'd been on telly before like, no nobody knows oh. it
1: nobody knows anything and again at the early rounds no one's really that interested in you they're, only, that, interested, uh, they're only interested they're uh, upset in themselves a wee bit um, um so i never really I, again i was a lot older than the vast majority of them you know i, I was probably talking more with the cameraman than I was with the other competitors. So, uh, <laughs> I think you look were... much older than me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you look alright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50. Nearly <laughs> 50. Oh, there's Nail
2: no late. way. Uh, there's no <laughs> way. You're an old man think you'd have been 60-something I months. What was
0: I going to say there? Uh, the... The process of
2: applying for MasterChef. How, how does that? Oh, come I was deep? going back to being twenty-one. And oh, you go on, you go mate. <laughs> um, just <laughs> because shoot. I'm hating. I just I You, you just
1: skipped. <laughs> I skipped
2: about fifteen years. Aye, eh? even, even going back before you were twenty-one, did you go to
1: the city of Glasgow College to learn your trade? It's a, a great question. Yes, I did. Wow, um, oh, that's I've been, amazing. I've been part of that college my whole career. Um I started there again back in the eighties. There was no. I, I didn't, there wasn't any full time students. Most people went to college part time as part of their work, as part of their continued sort of learning from working. I, you, would, I... you would go and get your papers. So I did, I did Twilight classes, two classes from two to nine a week for eight years. So I would eight write years? To you, Eight years I was there. Oh, um, man. Because you're only doing half the time a full timer, where they really do four. So, so there is really a, a level.
2: What's, what's the hardest thing about? learning to be a chef is it dealing with the, the, the carcasses
1: is it <clears throat> nah none of that no none of oh, that oh is
2: that matters? easy no, no none of that matters. Lump of deer in front of me
1: and I'll... <laughs> nah, 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 none of that none of that matters surviving is the big thing i remember being a young chef and working in really good restaurants it's that not making a mistake you uh-huh. know it's making sure that you're better than someone else because someone else will get it before you and that's the bottom line you know, as long as long as you know the 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 worst in the kitchen that particular table or that particular day or that particular week, you know, it's just a matter of survival, and that's but, all it is. See, when you went from so you,
0: you you joined the Forest Hills at fifteen, and then from then to being twenty one and a head chef, you, so you came in as a commis <laughs> chef. Yeah, I'm assuming. And then, what? How long do you stay
1: in each each sort of department? You know from? what? You should stay as long as you can. That's my advice to young people: is don't do right. what I did. But again, back when I was it was a funny time in the industry there wasn't a lot of but well, there's never a lot of chefs but a lot of people were leaving the industry and um, food had changed so the generation of chefs before me were used to putting food on silvers you know in the posh restaurants and the waiter would serve the food but the advent of um anton mosman and, and the sort of nouvelle cuisine the chefs were having to put food on plates and i remember listening to the old boys that first, when I was 15, saying, I'm no, phew, no my job, all that sort of stuff.
2: <laughs> aye, but, aye. So
1: And a lot of people at that time as well, it must have been the the the, the boom of, um, I need to Google it, but I reckon it was the boom of Aberdeen at that point as well, kind of 1987,
2: 88. The
1: and oil. And everybody moved to the holy grail of the, the oil rigs. Uh-huh. You know, and, and there was talk of, you know, the, you're just working with lobster and fillet steak all day. There's no budget. <laughs> and, you know, that was the kind of tales that, that I was told. But what it did was it, it gave a lot of young chefs opportunity. It gives a lot of young chefs that leg up, so to speak, um, to fill those gaps at a higher level. And food was changing that much, you know. Right. Um, uh-huh. But, again, just looking back at the food always changes. See, see like, when
0: people are going through their, their, kinda, um, their training, is sort of like proper training,
2: uh, what was it called? it? apprenticeship but that's not a thing. No, no, no. Is that a I'm thing ta- for chefs? No, I'm talking about... Yeah, what, you can. Yeah.
0: Is it an apprentice
2: for chefs?
1: You
0: can, oh, be, a, you can
1: be an apprentice chef, yeah. You can go through an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. or you can go down the college route, or you can go down a... Uh, I'll just it's figure meetings. it out myself.
0: Yeah. What, what I'm trying to say is, is it, is it always kind of classic...
1: Classic training—that's what I was looking for. Is it always kind of French cuisine that they tend to go back, to, or back? Back then, it was—you know—my final exam was written in French and stuff like that. Um, oh wow! Which was a real struggle for me because I struggled writing English. Nice
2: <laughs> um,
3: quite, so. but, but quite No, not, not anymore.
1: The, the whole French thing has been dropped. It's been dropped for um, quite a long time. I think about 10, 15 years since we started teaching students. But the fundamentals of cookery hasn't changed. You know, the fundamentals of, of what happens to a piece of meat when you put it in a frying pan or how do you look after a vegetable and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the way that we teach, it's ever-evolving as well. You know, we, 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 um, we provide SQA, so Scottish uh, Qualifications, mm-hmm. and we have the ability to kind of change what we teach as long as we cover the guidelines for those particular units. So it's really, really flexible. And it changes quite often. So as we bring through younger lecturers who are, you know, superstars, absolute superstar chefs, they're bringing through uh, new methods, new technique, new kind of new views. And obviously, things you know, like the the you know the the rise in vegans and the rise in sustainability and all these other things have to come in. So it has to be an ever changing. It has to be never changing. Uh, yeah, Yeah, most definitely. Although the certificate they get won't be a million miles away from the certificate I got. It's just changing uh, within the it's times. modernising
2: it, really, right? I like to say, with the times.
1: And we, we, we claim we, 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 want, we want to be world class, and we want to make sure that any student that comes out from our college with that qualification actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. So they're carrying our our reputation
2: you it was your it's, reputation now surely you, you, must, you must have a statue you do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a big
1: picture <laughs> up on the, on the wall nah uh, you might nah no. we need a need it's on it's on Cathedral Street
2: it's
1: about 20 foot Oh, okay. That's what I need to know. As long as right, you but... get a statue, it. I know, I know. I'm not, not statue am <laughs> Oh,
2: you most certainly are. <laughs> yeah. I was I was watching you on YouTube earlier on. Um <laughs> so what was your final is your final exam face at Glasgow College different from what it is now? Or
1: is is it still the same sort of or is there a final oh, well, exam? I did it. Hi. Um well Matt, I did set in Guilds, which was different. I mean I did a thing called 706. That's 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 the thing with all trades at City Aguilds? Aye. I mean, it's quite a well-known, quite... I mean, all they are is an awarding body, um, the same as the SQA, but Mm -hmm. it's... um, I think... Our exams, I think... I think our exams back in the day were harder. The pass rate was really, really small. You know, to get through an exam back then was really, really tough. Um, These days... You know, it's a combination of stuff. There's continued assessment. There's, there's um, folio work and all that sort of stuff. And they only ever really do an exam uh, until they get when they get into uh, kind of HNC is the first exam, actual practical exam they do. So as, but uh, again, that's gradually changed That's been gradually changing over the years where they they want to they don't want a student getting penalised because they're rubbish at exams. Yeah. You know, and I, I to be I, fair, I do agree I am I'm not a
2: practical learner. I, we so.
1: get we get quite a lot of students that can crumble in an exam and we know they would walk. You know, they're
2: everything. They've got great nice.
1: skills, they've been turning up, they've they've got the knowledge, uh, but when when they put under that kind of pressure, but um but no, it's uh education is an exciting place. I love oh, it. Diff. It's
2: ever changing, it's ever changing man. Yeah, yeah, it has to
0: so, so moving on for so you're twenty one you were making old old men cry and and this and that. How did how, <laughs> how did you progress from there? Then, where did where did you then want well, somewhere else? What
1: happened? Um, I, I, again, I was always hard working, always organised, always ambitious, always willing to take on this big next role. And uh, I I was running a, a restaurant in Belsden, right? Cool. And the owner had the owner had another place, and there was an issue in the kitchen or whatever else. I took that kitchen on as well. So I ran both kitchens. And I kind of found I a bit of a skill with people, I had a bit of a skill with being able to, to manage people even from, a, you know, from a, a distance, you know, that I didn't need to stand over them. I was mm-hmm. quite good at picking teams. I was quite good at building teams. So I did that for a few years. And then I got, um, I got headhunted by Glasgow Museums to open the Gallery of Modern Art. Mm-hmm. Um, when that so it was about 96 Um and again, I, I'd been working in two really small restaurants, you know, 30 covers, really fine dining. And uh, ended up taking on this kind of um, council building. Um, <laughs> so I had a massive staff, brand new kitchen, mil, 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 million pound kitchen, all that sort of stuff. With, you know, the TV in and the Queen Inn and all that sort of stuff. And Did you I meet mean, Lizzie? I did, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, she's, she's keeping well. <laughs> 96 she looks the same I bet you she does <laughs> I mean as a chef you get to meet loads of amazing people it's just another one of the wee sides uh, of having that, that kind of job okay. but, but um, after about eight weeks running the gallery of modern art I ended up running the borough collection as well All right. and then I started moving in to help out with the sort of VIP stuff you know Kelvin Grove and City Chambers and all that so I did that for a couple of years which was good um, feeding, you know, royal and prime ministers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the, the, probably the biggest buzz was um, doing functions in Kelvin Grove. You know, it was because it was a place I always went to as a kid. You know, I was fascinated by the building, and standing there my first night feeding five hundred people was uh, was amazing. You know, um, a real career high. Some people, like,
2: being kind of quite like football and years players talking about their football career at that point, they never really appreciate it in a way, but did you always make sure you took that moment to step back and go, wow, look what, what you've achieved here? I, uh, I always
1: remember the wee guy that came from Shafton.
2: Uh, Aye, so see very I'm self-aware. Sta-
1: when I'm standing in, you know, a millionaire's house in the Upper West Side doing a charity dinner, and I, I know where I am, I appreciate uh, where I am. If I'm uh, wandering the streets of Calcutta, it still amazes me. Um, that's brilliant man you know it's um, and, and as I say life's all about these experiences I think and, and just uh, getting getting off getting off your backside and doing something yeah, no. you know you've got to, get, you've got get to make stuff audience. happen
2: I've had four ovens, man. I'm I was,
3: so I was literally,
0: Gary. I was literally about to say speaking a million pound kitchens. That's a fairly. <laughs> that's a up there, right?
2: that up there. It's probably about better at least.
1: It's not. If that's not a
2: million, it's just a tenner or something. Nah, not quite. <laughs> Need paintings on the wall. They've got to go for a few bob and all. That
1: they've all been done by kids and stuff like that.
2: That's ah, brilliant. They look class. So one of,
1: really on a, one, of, one of them was done in on a one of them was done in a secure unit for for kids that are um, Kids in trouble, aye. aye. You, do, um, you do a lot for charities, didn't you? You do quite
2: a I do, bit for I charities. Do,
1: I do most of a week's charity work, if just be told. Um, wow. with, a, with Scotland's National Chef role, I've, uh, I've volunteered quite a bit of my time to that. And I get obviously, I get support from the college with that as well. So um, when people chat the door, if it, as long as it's supporting food education or, or um, kids cooking at any level, um and for me you know going into something like a secure unit you can spend a day with someone and, and you can turn their life around with mm-hmm. food you know you can you can give them something that they've never had before as a skill and and a wee bit of pride in what they can do so i think it's a i think it's a great medium for um for, for changing people
2: like everybody's on the same level when it comes to when it comes to when You're going right, hey, oh, it's, 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 it's a massive Everybody's level. Kinda, you're at the same level, and you're kind of going, well, We're just going to do this, and we're going to focus on this. It's, yeah, uh, no, I it's found the uh, how to, to roll sushi, how to Aye. make sushi. Yeah. oh my god, I felt it was back at school, man. It was like
3: it was,
1: <laughs>
2: well, the woman that taught me was amazing, and I was with three years, I was
1: able to roll mine sushi. And, well, my, my first TV gig in Scotland was, it was um, it was a little news piece or a little outside broadcast where they came to my evening class where I was doing sushi. And hey. I, and what happened, long story short, what happened is we were, I was teaching, the whole class was there the, and the reporter was there and we were showing him how to do sushi. And we got to the end, we are cutting the sushi and then putting the wasabi on. Mm-hmm.
3: And the boy said to
1: mm-hmm. his, he was from Ortony or something, the boy and a young guy, and he says, "Oh, what's what's uh, wasabi?" I said, "Oh, it's really nice. Pile it on." Oh no! Oh no! So he, he took he took this big massive mouthful of uh, sushi on live telly. Couldn't no. speak. Face <laughs> the cameraman. cameraman's, a... camera, cameraman's baffled. <laughs> and uh, the great TV. The very, the, very, the very, next day, the the producer phoned us and says, "Look, we want you on the show." So, oh man, I did the show about fifty times after that. But, um, oh my
2: god, that's amazing.
1: But them to breaks. Who, I remember the, it
2: It's a cars movie. movie. No, it's just it's a movie because <laughs> I've got a wee girl, man. She's two. And you just watch Disney all day. The mad, the mad mater guy, we we pick up truck, his uh, yeah, yeah. ice, hinks it's ice cream, he's like, More, more, so don't be shy, you know. That? Well, <laughs> it's I'm savvy. Aye, aye. Uh, so funny. Uh, Just cause you not, know it's coming. Uh, not advisable, but um,
0: Gary, so how long did it take you to become full time as a college lecturer? Did you did you am I right in saying it took quite a while? You started off no, doing week classes
1: or aye, I started after I graduated, it was about a year after. And uh, the, my boss, Willie McCurrop, who's um, a bit of a legend, um, OBE. He just hit his OBE last year. Wow. Um,
2: not a bit of a legend then, is he?
1: <laughs> I, no, he's... he's uh, you he want play I'm him now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's not bad. No, he, he's a great guy. He's done He's done a lot for a lot of people. Um, he phoned us up and says, look, I need cover this Wednesday. Do you fancy doing it? Somebody was in the sick or Sunday the dentist or whatever. And I says, ah, I would love to. You know, it's always going well at college. I always gone well with everybody. And I ended up doing that Wednesday class for 13 years. So, wow. so 13 years. so the 13 years between that and that, my obviously my job's never been and everything changed. I was running 80 restaurants at one point. But I'd be 80? going for the, I, I, I used to again jumping from museums, I then moved into um, being executive chef for uh, big companies. So I would open restaurants all over the country. So wow. I ended up wow. ended up opening about 80 places. But I used to go for these big jobs, and I really wanted the jobs and everything else. But I used to say, if you get any questions, I always used to say, I can't work on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I teach. That's amazing. But what that gave me, because obviously as my career moved and I became like a big boss with a lot of responsibility and big budgets and all the sort of pressures that that job entails, I used to go to college, and I was just a, I was just a part-time lecturer. So I was just bottom I was, I was um, rung, you know, and I would just go in, yeah. and I would just... I would just love my day with the students and just try and you know do my best with them. And it was it was like a day off. It was better than a day off.
2: Oh, is it? You get, you get, I was going to say kept your feet in the ground, but I'm No, that's because gravity works really well. With everybody like <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean. You seem quite like, just a normal I don't, cool guy. I don't,
1: like. My thing is, I don't think I would have taken the day off work if uh-huh. I wasn't going to college.
2: Aye, so, aye. You know, mm.
1: so it was enough of a distraction and it was a different social circle as well. You know, it was uh-huh. lecturers, it was educators, I was meeting some great young chefs coming through. It was also good for recruitment as well. So I used to see, you I know, pick
2: people, aye, I well.
1: people would come say, you know, you need a job. And I was running, you know, half of Glasgow at one point. Mm-hmm. So I was always looking for good people. Um, but alongside that, when I was with G1, I started an apprenticeship programme and we got about 80 80 young people through that as well. So all the, all the, all the big-name chefs that are in Glasgow running the, you know, the good places are probably apprentices that I started when I was taught there. Taught by you. So maybe not taught by me, but taught, oh. taught within the sort of realms of, of what I was doing. <clears throat> Do you oh,
0: know, nice. that's, that's like, see listening to your, your, your career? And then when, when, when you watch <laughs> MasterChef, it's like, and now we've got um, college lecturer Gary McLean. Aye, but what
1: about all those? Got all <laughs> right. the hell. Uh, uh, do you know what? I, 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 did, I, I didn't even mention it in my interviews. I applied three years in a row and I never mentioned any of that before.
2: Right. Like, can you explain why you ended up doing it? Did you do it because you're like, ah, these fucking chefs are coming in. No. What happened was uh, in
1: 2010, I started college full-time and I started running restaurants part-time. So I was running about six restaurants. I was in college full-time and uh, again, it's always looking for that next stage. So I thought, right, I want to start the competition circuit. Because competitions within colleges is, is huge. You know, it's a badge of honour for a lot of colleges. Um, and uh, so I, I, went to, I went to Willie and said, Willie, I fancy doing some comps. And he mm-hmm. says, look how bad you in any comp you want to do. So in about six years, we won about 20 national competitions. Jeez. So we became... Um, we became the college to beat in the UK and abroad. We were going abroad and, you know, we were really trousing other colleges. Uh-huh. Um, and it just became part of that, the DNA of the college and still is. I mean, the competition is so important um, and it's continued to this day, albeit it's now getting run by some of the students that have now became lecturers that have now become the competition coaches. Yeah. Uh, and they're much better than me you know, at <laughs> it. They've, they've just carried that on. But again, going back to, we used to use MasterChef as a kind of training tool. The students would then be asking me, look, you're, you're good at competition. You can train us to win competitions, but can you do it yourself? Oh, um, yeah. and, and obviously my kids, my own kids were saying to me, you know, Dad, why are you not on that show when I'm shouting at the telly and all that? And uh, I said, right, I'll apply. And really nervously, I, I applied. And um, so I stuck my, I stuck my application. It's a kind of 10 page application. You put in a five-course menu and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you you get a couple of phone calls. And then I got an interview through Edinburgh, a face-to-face. And I went in, I had the most amazing interview ever. And uh, I came out and my wife and I says, I think I'm in. I says, I had a great interview. Couldn't have been any better. And the way it it works in MasterChef is they tell you, if we don't get back in touch by the 5th of May, you're not on. Don't call us, we'll call you. So the 5th of May came and went and I never got called. I thought, bloody hell. And I, you know, I had a a year of reflection. What did I do wrong? How did I know get on? So I thought, right, I was determined to get on. And I kind of thought to myself that I was a wee bit, I must have went in too smart. I went in, I went in with a a suit on, a nice suit, polished shoes, a nice shirt. And I thought I've been too, I've just been too-
2: Too serious. For this
1: so the, the following year, I went back and had a pair of Sanis on, which I borrowed from one of my kids because I don't own a pair of Because
2: <laughs> you're just always in suits. And <laughs> a, 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 nice, a Star Wars T-shirt.
1: <laughs> and I went in. Is that the one you had on the other night? No, I've got Hunters on. No, oh, <laughs> I've got Hunters. Okay, and okay. and uh, I went in and I had the worst interview ever I had these two young lasses interviewing me and there was no rapport. There was no chat. There was nothing. And uh, I walked out and I phoned the wife. I said, Sean, I think I'm in here. I said oh, no. they, they must think I'm a dunderhead. I might get in as one of the kind of <laughs> oh, I might oh, get in as one of real. the I, I might get in as one of the cannon fodder. I, 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 good for TV, good for TV. I I he's an idiot, get him on. <laughs> and uh so again, fifth or fourth from me or something like that. And uh, nothing, absolutely nothing. So um, that was that and i thought you know what i've had enough i'm not doing it again I, took, I can't handle the rejection so i remember <laughs> i was in i was in class and one of my students says chef are you applying for Chef again this year and i says no nah, i'm not doing it i'm not going to bother he says today is the last day of applications i thought nah, i'm not going to do it and uh, i sent everybody away in a break and i went back to my office I thought, Do you know what, see, I'll, just, see I'll two, just
2: apply. just before you go on, your two previous applications, did you put just, just chef lecturer or did you get the full burner? They're
1: not really asking for anything like that. They're asking for oh, your right. you and food see. and your faith They're not looking oh, for CVs. Right. 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 So, so they, don't really food, they don't really know you. They don't really know you. Um and I stuck the year before this application and they just changed the date. So next <laughs> day I got interviewed. Imagine. I did I went right through the whole thing again. I went I got back to that interview in Edinburgh. And that's the Final stage or one of the final stages. So I thought I thought through it and uh, I went smart casual. So I was, right. was smart <laughs>
2: <teen,
1: man. laughs> <laughs> um, And a brilliant interview and I nearly missed. It. In fact, that anybody that was coming from Glasgow that day didn't get an interview because there was a crash on the M8 and I was driving along. I left the college. I was going along the M8 and I used Google Maps on my phone and Google Maps flashed up and says. Go the oh, m go yeah. M8, and then the M9. The roads blocked, yeah. and it was completely shut for hours and hours. So I went the the long way and managed to get there. But well we done, twist yeah. a we twist a fate, and uh, the very next day they started. They phoned me back and said, "Right, we're going to start doing police you're checks, in? credit checks, police check, credit check, and uh, social media. All your social media gets checked to make sure you're not a an idiot. Makes sense, yeah. old, man. so man. That <laughs> have man. No, but, <laughs> but if somebody, um you know what it's like, aye, if somebody's aye. some aye. sort of racist or some sort of aye. whatever idea, you know, Spe- some, Spe-
0: some, especially if you go far in the competition and win it, and then they, some people well, the, bigs it. <coughs> you know the,
1: I mean? Yeah, the, the biggest the biggest thing is um, the most important thing with that whole show is the protection of the brand. So wow. you're not allowed to use MasterChef OneNote, on or so. That's a trophy there on my window still. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You,
2: Chief. We need to edit a suit man. Can I use
1: it? Beside
2: the bleach. Beside the bleach. That's a bleach. He ble- bleaches oh, it every morning.
0: He's gonna get it for us. Let's see it. No wonder. I know. Oh, Some size. That's go. that a good size. Oh go that's amazing. It's tremendous. Yeah, it's big.
1: It's so, absolutely
0: big tremendous.
2: No, it's not it. Right well,
0: I think
1: it's Hang quite up. big.
3: Yeah.
1: Head sized. Aye. Oh,
2: it's it
0: So I so so when you get to um your application's accepted and you see you obviously explained about the, the, the skills test moving in and you're saying you're sitting there, you know, there's six people, you could be waiting six hours, you yeah. were the fourth person. I uh, do you remember the skill like what you made
1: in the skills test? Because you had quite a good one, didn't you? Aye, aye. I had a I had neck a lamb. Right. Um which is my favourite cut. And it was oh, all That a,
3: like,
1: yeah. <laughs> there was a bit. That was a bit of butchery skill and stuff like that. So, but looking at most of them that year, I would have been okay with any, any of them. And it was the only thing that kind of worried me is yeah. I was about ten weeks knowing I was going on before I went on. You know, because I was a late heat and stuff like that. I used to lie in bed at night and I used to worry about what don't I know? What oh, can you give no. me that I don't know? And I think. um sea urchins was the only thing that kept me awake at night so sea urchins um, just in the i've never i've never worked with sea urchins so I, I watched a bit of youtube on sea urchins and the off chance i got one but i, I didn't get one so which, which <laughs> just, oh
2: sorry gav i was just gonna say on the off chance did you already have that kitchen that you've got the new before you went on Cause you could cook it in the world in that kitchen. No,
1: I never. No, 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 definitely. No, didn't no. 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 That, that's what
2: happens when <laughs> like, you win MasterChef. It sends you four ovens and push action drawers. <laughs> uh,
1: MasterChef don't actually don't get you and that's all you get from MasterChef. I know. I found uh, that. I found that
2: really. It's the same but, as the Bake Off, innit? it? You get nothing for the Bake Off. So that's fine. when you win the Bake Off, you're <laughs> I know. I know. I'll okay,
1: give that a go. I'm not actually a baker, but I'll give it a go. Well, Don't know well if I'd be cheating. Yeah, pastry was pretty good actually. And pastry, pastry, is good. Aye.
0: My aye. pastry's all right. But see, see the moment when you walk into the studio. So you're saying you obviously get a bit, a bit of a push for the for the young lad um, behind the cameras. And then when you walk in and see Marcus, Monica, and Greg, do you just instantly Deep shake off? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but luckily, when I went in, I saw the neck of lamb first. Well, oh, there you go! I saw the ingredient first, and I saw swaggering <laughs> <the> easy <beauty>. peasy. <laughs> aye, aye. So I was, I was, ho- I was hoping, I was hoping for an animal. I was hoping for something to that, that showed a bit of skill, uh, boning yeah. out or trimming or or filleting or something like that. Um, so, and one of one of the things that they they see. Uh, I've read
0: quite a few uh, contestants that have been on and they say, like, when, when what do you see? Obviously, it's a, an hour episode, but you're filming for a full day, like eight hours, nine right. hours. Uh, yep. And it's like, it must be so draining. Oh, you're to... shattered.
1: And the other side of it as well is you're, you're living in a travel lodge. Oh, before, no. And you have to check out that travel lodge every day. So every day you're leaving the travel lodge for an empty room, then you go back to a different room. So you can't even settle. And then you're um, living, you're living in, the, in the east end of London. So you end up, you know, when you f- how works, see the first first few times you go, and the first time I went, my flight was delayed. So I flew um, I flew down the night before or the day before and my flight got delayed. And my flight never left till one in the morning or 12 oh, at night or something shit. like that from Glasgow. And ended up sitting next to a famous, a famous singer. What was his name? My wife's a big fan of the guy. Um,
2: oh, I hate, I, you're you're me or the back guy? He's a kind of kind
1: of kind of techno guy. Um, Scottish a, guy. Aye, um, Nightcrawler. Oh, I don't know that is. No, no, right. Too young. <laughs> you are too young. Sorry, MD. <laughs> MD, 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 that, MD that ever went to rave knows Nightcrawler. <laughs> but, but anyway, he was, sit, he was was he? sitting. He was sitting next to us. Um, Chatting away, and I thought, wait, I tell my wife this. But by the time I got to my hotel, it was like four, half four in the morning. And um, or we you we, we, put the nails in before that, but you I know I I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still putting nails in, um, <laughs> and then it, we had to be in the studio for seven in the morning. So I, I'd only had Aww. a couple of hours sleep, and obviously I was in contact with the, with the production crew. Uh. Now saying, look, worst case scenario is I'll hire a car, and I'll get there for seven. I'll just drive through the night, but eventually I got there. So, um, but they all knew I was. Yeah, uh, I'm somewhat... scared
2: not to go to sleep. Be like i I, if I fall asleep,
1: just
2: now, I'll, I'll not get up. Nah, <laughs> no. No, I would, no, I would, I would, I go like that. I, I set, no. I set, uh,
1: I set lots of alarms.
2: <laughs> Multiple alarms. <laughs> <laughs> I phone, the worst thing is, is when you're
1: traveling, uh, when you're traveling and you're you're having to go up at four in the morning for a flight, you know, um, and I've I've only ever missed one flight. So I've, I've, I had a, I had an event in Jersey and um me and the wife, but we we're both going, I was I was at the Jersey Style Awards, I was one of the judges um, for that and uh, me and my wife were out the night before in Glasgow with a couple of pals <laughs> and we talked, are fine and then we woke Brilliant. up and you know it's that mad panic, phoning taxis trying to get Aye. to the... So I, and you, and you ended up driving and parking in the deer car park and ran in and your, your flight's no on the board. And uh, oh. that was that. So you make that kind of sorry walk back to the desk to say, look, I need another flight sorry. to Jersey, Regar- <laughs> regardless of how much it costs. I need to be, I need to I need I need to be in Jersey. And there was a flight yeah. a couple of hours later and it cost about £14. So, <laughs> oh, that- <laughs> it actually, it, it, do you know what? It actually cost you, me more in the car park than it did by the flights.
2: You stole Jesus. the words that were fair. I was going to say, I bet you it cost you <laughs> merely going to go in the fucking expensive car park. I think the car
1: park was
2: about 40 quid or something. Oh, it's so expensive. I can have that. It's ridiculous. Um, so, should... you're still doing competitions, you know? You're still judging them, aren't you? I'm just looking at your face. Ju- judging a lot. Um... How does that work, here? Zoom? You know, are you looking at
1: India? You're looking at the India competition? Uh, I, I
2: was looking at the, the biggest colony competition for students in the world goes ahead despite pandemic. 50 countries, 24 yep. time zones. Some
1: yes, of biggest of How does that work? So I'm normally a competitor in that. So I'm really? normally I'm normally the coach for Scotland, and one of my students is a competitor. Um, but because the college was shut, we had to pull out early January, and we we do really well. We this is our fourth year at that competition, and we we finish in the top you know top five every year. Um, and we had to pull out late, and then they asked me to judge it. It was actually it was actually really good how they done it. You know, Zoom's uh Zoom's. You know, we're all learning how to use it and stuff like I've that, in every, every, I mean, I was, I was judging uh, seven countries. So Turkey and, uh, where was I judging? Turkey mm-hmm. uh, Nepal, India, um, that kind of middle bit, yeah. you know, there are uh, five or six hours in front. Um, <laughs> so I was judging them and I had a room for each country. There was four cameras in each country and I had tasting judges. In country, and I had four other judges helping me uh, on Zoom from all over the world. So it was incredible, Yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh,
2: good experience, it, I think, I think it, it. I think it's good that they've tried to keep pressing ahead, but I think your palate is by far more travelled than most people's that's going to try the food.
1: The reality but is, if it different wasn't for COVID, I, I wouldn't have been judging. So I wouldn't have been. That's missed. true. I would have been, I would have been I in India. Compete i would uh, have been, uh, I would have been a, a coach. A coach. Um, uh, but, but you know the, the, the big thing about the competition, this particular competition in, in India, the food is secondary to the experience and pulling mm-hmm. the world together. You know, I have uh, sat I've sat in, you know, in 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 the company and you see five or six students sitting together and you've got you've got Russia, you've got Palestine, you've got America, you've got Israel all sitting chatting each other up. All trying to get a <laughs> That, that, honestly, the, and just see that whole kind of bringing the world together—it's uh, unbelievable. It's just, I've never seen that. Uh, like for it. as much
2: as it might not be about that experience, but it's good to keep. And I think keeping—they
1: talk about the the spirit of the competition and stuff like that—and that's yeah. what it was. But I'll be honest—I'll be honest—the food was was the best I've seen it.
2: Really,
1: really, best I've seen it this year. Is, is and obviously students are in their own environment and everything else, but um, <laughs> it was the, it was the best food I'd ever seen in this competition see, see if it was me
2: i'd be doing everything to go how can i cheat here like, how can I, cheat here? can I get a 3d printer can i get a 3d printer to, to print the food and make it look really good
3: this, this this
1: particular competition they tell you what they want they give you the ingredient lists so it's oh, all it's oh. all about it's all about skills and organization and Aye. so everybody was cooking the same yeah um see just going back to to the master chef sort of journey see one of the
0: The ones that always kind of gets me is when you do the kind of mass um, mass catering, when you go into somewhere, you know, like a big corporation and you need to do the mass catering, yeah, yeah. That that always—I know I'm not a chef, obviously—but <laughs> that always petrifies me. Obviously, you've got a good pedigree. You've
2: got a good
1: background. That must have been that.
0: your
2: wheelhouse, man. It must have been easy peasy for you. Eh?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> we never. I mean, the the professional show doesn't do the mass thing. Um, the amateurs do a kind of masky uh, thing. <laughs> the professionals do when it's when they've got 10, 10 left, ten <laughs> contestants left. They split them into two groups of five, and. Uh, we do like a VIP dinner for about seven or eight people, but we have to work as a team to do it. Yeah. Uh, my that's better, that... that's TV. Uh, my part in that was um, the French ambassador's residence. So, the dinner. so it was. So it was. So. But I think I think for the the and saying that they changed it, didn't they? They did a kind of um, I think a couple of years after me, they did a street food thing. Um, yeah. I remember What's was popular,
3: the, time,
2: popular at the but time, was th- popular I
1: think they just keep changing it up. It's, a, it's an amazing crew behind the scenes. Did you? Were you? Own, were you on pastry in that writing scene? No, I did. It was. Um, there was five A's. Two did the starter, Two did the main course, and I did the pastry. Aye, I thought that. Aye. And I got. I got tricked into doing the pastry. Did you? Trick? Aye. <laughs> How? Well, I did chocolate fondant, and you should never ever do chocolate fondant on the telly. It's, a, it's an absolute. <laughs> no one's ever done it. It's always a. It's always a disaster. So that you know, it was fine. Why would, it be, why would that be disastrous? You just don't the, great. You, No, no, you don't know the oven. You don't know the the timings or anything like that. Oh. So, um, and if you make a mistake, there's very little recovery. This is uh, this
2: is by no means at your level, but we've just moved out of a new house and get a new oven. My good lady makes biscuits, right? Right. You know the, like, the best. Oh, what do you mean? That's um, Seven Stone. But, uh, it's the we kind of. Designer biscuits and if they be fondant and tap it, and it's going to be designed, look brilliant, they look tremendous. Yeah. Um, we're about a day or two away for her getting all the tools out and trying to make biscuits again. She's like, I need to know the oven. Like, an oven's an oven, but to me, it's not, it's not. But they, <laughs> <laughs> I, there you go, I, eh? no, I put my place big time free. No, another, know.
1: so, so, so. Is, she, is she happy with the oven?
2: We'll find out in two days. <laughs> right. Everything everything must be here before we go any further forward with, with the oven. So, did she did it as a business? I, I was, yeah. It was just COVID. COVID, she All right. had to pivot, we had to pivot. Uh, the biscuit box.
1: right. On, on Instagram.
2: She, she could great. use the oven, couldn't she? She could. I'm just looking for a wee. Mate, send the a Just send them out. Just get them over. You you, you you, must be G61 or something like that. That's a big <laughs> <consumer. laughs> No, i just G, G33. Aye, you're, you're, no, you're,
0: you're a stone from away from me, Gary. But, Rob uh, Royston. How do you know where he lives, Kev? Because you put up a, a drone the other day on YouTube and it took him over, Rob Royston. I said, I know who that is. Oh, you took a picture of the roofs,
2: not right? out of the snow. Aye. I got a drone uh, just a
1: after video. Christmas. So, uh, what type uh, of drone
2: did you get? I I quite enjoyed my mate's quick drone. I got a a Mavic Mini. Mavic, aye, aye, aye. It's only one you can fly over. It's only
1: one you can. a license. You You know that. So, but but officially, you don't really need to do it because of the size yet. But it's only one you can fly over houses. Oh, right, okay. Without getting into trouble. You
2: know, Tam, Kev? Uh huh. My mate, Tam, he's in uh, Bali. Bali. He's in Bali. Uh, he's got a drone. He got a drone before he went away to, to document his whole experience.
1: Amazing. You use with your phone? It's I, I. You hook up to your phone. Must be so. nice. Sir. Well. <laughs> I, bought, I actually bought two. I, I, I didn't do my research and I, I spent about 150 quid on one and it was rubbish. It fell out the sky at 100 feet. And I, I just went if, if you put it past somebody's house, the Wi Fi sends it into their one and all that. So, um, the Mavic won't, the Mavic doesn't do that. So, the Mavic's amazing, man. I, uh, right. <laughs> 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 yeah. to, I told, I told you, we'd go off on it. So, who would have thought we'd be talking about uh, droning?
2: <laughs> did, you, did you, I'm sure you've done your research on your your drones now and
1: you're well clued up. And uh, I, it's only one, it's only one to have. It
2: must
1: done have
2: done long, well in the I snow. Think. Done well in the snow. Uh it was good. Got a picture of Garus. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, the, the one of the I think it's I
0: think it's the third, maybe the third last episode when you go abroad. Um, yeah. I think was it Norway you guys went? Uh we
1: went to Oslo. Oslo. Oh, my Norway, God. yeah. That that food looked scary to me. <laughs> like uh, it was. I, um again that was a... See, at that point in the show, you're making a show. At that point, you're trying to make decent telly and, and have a laugh, because you've made it to the end. And uh, you don't honestly think you're going to win, so you're just trying to get that that amazing experience out of it. But anyway, and that also forms part of the kind of wrap party for the crew, because um, when we got off at the airport, they all hit duty free, and we're buying, like, cases of beer and all that, <laughs> and the three, us three competitors are going, what the hell are they up to? We can go to the pub. It's Ten quid a pint. Norway for a oh. sort of beer. countries, man. Scandinavian Oh, it's <laughs> fucked. anyway. Oh. Um, so basically, that day we had um, we had to cook in this three Michelin star restaurant, and uh, the head chef, um, Bang. Uh, what was his first name? Espen. Espen Bang. Espen bang. <laughs> it's about se- seven really? foot, seven foot tall, and we had a, we had a call time of about five in the morning. So we are sitting, and the idea is we master chef that you don't. Everything's real. So if you see us walking in somewhere and meeting someone, that is the first time we've met them. So as it's the first time that we've we've been introduced and everything else, it's as real as real can be. So we were there, I think about five in the morning and we sat there for about two hours and the place was locked. Next thing is Espen turns up at a taxi and we're still outside because we're not allowed in until they start filming. And uh, we're outside, we could hear him shouting to himself in the place pots and pans banging about. I mean, and he was up there on his own. And we are crapping it. I mean, we are sitting outside this place, absolutely bricking it. And because um, uh, one of the competitors, she was like, you know, into all our Michelin stuff, so she recognised him. So anyway, so it was like another two hours later, we, do, we get rolled in. We get wound up and, you know, you, you, we go in the restaurant. And uh, the first thing he said to us all was, um, I believe user chefs, because we're the only country that a professional master chef's. I believe you are all chefs. And I was going to say, no, I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think Just that... Says, well, well, I work, as... that's why we're here, making <laughs> <laughs> Just... But, um, but five, I four. got on. That, that was a, a major kind of turning point for me uh, in, that, in that show. And to be honest, it's a major turning point every year in the show. And I always... You know, it didn't matter where they put me. If they put me into a three-in-one in Great Western Road, it was going to be a life-changing experience, you know. So aye, aye. Um, there was a wee bit of, you know, playing the game. But I'd, for whatever reason, the food really clicked with me. I kind of really got it straight away. You know, I loved the fact that nothing came, there was nothing in the kitchen that didn't come from from Norway. Nothing, no chocolate, no olive oil, no lemons, no nothing. Everything did, had to come from Norway.
2: How did you do that?
1: Do you just get a feel for these things? Or I don't know. I just, I just like the ingredients. I like the challenges. Um, there was thirty chefs in the place as well, with thirty customers. So if you're running the restaurant in Glasgow, there's three chefs and three hundred customers. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, an easy, true, it, was a, I mean. it was an easy shift. Um, you just have to just uh, a smile and get on with it. Yeah, did you you've
2: been a people person? Did you said you've you'd found out. At a young age you're a people person so I think
1: that anyway. all of that would have helped but to be fair the other two guys in the final were, were good as well Big Matt who's who's messaging me now for something um, yeah, you know, go, get uh, him take him on send him <laughs> Mate, I we've know. never done
2: that before we'll send,
1: it, we'll send him the Zoom if he wants <laughs> to join us
2: send him, send him the Zoom see he's up to <laughs> not to take right half you oh, <laughs> no it's fine something fair. we've never done before that be some
1: buzz he's uh, no he's, he's he's a he's a a beautiful human being um so we, oh, we've, kept, when want, we've, then. we've kept in touch since since then but um but no
0: it's um it just couldn't like, and done well right saying the i don't know what level he was but the guys i thought i'm assuming um i can't I forgot his name bang mr bang was the yep. executive chef or the owner um who was his head chef? Was he our, uh, Irish guy, my right
1: to I, I, there was a wee Irish guy. I, uh, I found that bizarre. And... I was like, fucking hell, this guy's Irish and he's annoying. <laughs> uh, but but was, Irish but, everywhere. <laughs> but there was, there was no, there was very few Scandinavians in the kitchen. Oh, Very really? few. Most of them were English or American. Ah, right,
3: okay.
1: <clears throat> and Big Matt, the guy who was helping Big Matt, had applied for MasterChef all year and never got in. Oh, so, I think Matt had a bit Awkward. of a hard
2: time. Grapes, <laughs> Aye, I <laughs> think
1: it was a, wee, a wee bit of that. But, um, and I, I was oblivious to all of that because I was away doing what I was doing. And, Aye. You know, but um, no, it was an amazing experience, uh, in Norway. So, it was. Definitely. And then again, another thing I think that helped me is <clears throat> the following day was a kind of a day off before we flew home. And everybody went out and got leathered. And I stayed my, <laughs> I stayed in my hotel room the whole day and I wrote my menus for the final. So I was on the phone. I was on the phone to all my suppliers in Glasgow saying, right, what is really nice just now? What's different? What's new? What's happening? And I just got a really good kind of chat on what I was going to do for my from my final menu. And uh, so, the, the other two guys wrote their menu in the plane. <laughs> so east, step ahead.
2: Why, why, why did you phone suppliers in Glasgow?
1: Because that's who I know. You bring, my, it, was all, it was all my mates you bring your own ingredients you or do you? Or no but you write your own menu and they get it's up them, to you so. what you get. <clears> but one, of, one of my mates worked for a really good supplier in Kilmarnock Bray Head Foods and oh, uh, you own,
0: it, do you they're <laughs> yeah. a member of your, your gym so they working?
1: are
2: they're a bit of a Kean thingy aye. With skin Kieran's. Kieran's been them, aye. Oh, they're beautiful guys but
1: it's what's Lovely their names one. Pat Craig yeah Pat, Pat and Craig sorry Pat, Pat and Craig oh they're so funny Craig's owner Craig Stevenson
3: so, um, so, funny,
1: so I, I had my mate wandering around their the warehouse just talking to me about food and picking bits up. And so, so, you, was... so at what point did you think you were winning? When Never.
2: You... This is po- I
1: still I still can't believe I've got that. Are you kidding <laughs> on? <laughs> no. Mental. Mental. You're humble, man.
0: But Mental. Gary, that, the the girl, was it Ellie? Was that her name? Yeah. She, uh, she was like... She was very good. She came
1: from Michelin Star Kitchen, didn't she? Aye, she was Michelin trained, yeah. <laughs> Can we
0: aye. just
2: quickly go over how Michelin Star came about? Do you know aye? It's a travel
1: guide
2: for uh, a tire yes. company, yeah. Aye, and the tire company said, right, if we go this 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 restaurant, this restaurant, this restaurant, if we make the Michelin star and then people will travel to there.
1: They'll use up our tires. Yeah, no, it was a kind of traveller's guide when cars were first invented. And you know, the meaning of a star is something like um worth a visit. What a detour! Mm. That's what it actually means, but mm. it's a it's a proper big deal. I spent twenty oh, years of my life trying it's. to get one, and <laughs> I was nowhere near ever. You...
0: Well, you might you might be the first college to get, get a Michelin star. <laughs> nah,
1: never. My principal, my principal would love us to get a Michelin star, but um, college.
2: Do you not need to sell food to get a Michelin?
1: Star? we we've got two restaurants in the college.
2: Is that I will uh, for students. Or is that no, full no privilege? public restaurants. Oh, really? If you've seen it's been done up, it's
1: it's new amalgamated, is it? No, is it? No. Well, City of Glasgow College has been that for 10 years, but. Um, no, Annie's Land, City no, of Glasgow, and some No, it's not connected to Annie's Land. It's the old Got building it. in Printing, the Central, the Alan Glen, and the Food Tech, right. and the Nautical College, all amalgamated. Nautical. right, ah, right okay. Right. So. That's right, mad,
2: isn't it? So, <clears throat> what does it
0: take to be
1: a Michelin star? Give if, your life. Well, Kale um, Bruick, that's right, first female, got Glasgow's Glasgow's first star in 19 years. Uh,
0: Is it Mariton saying she's the first female chef to get it in Scotland as well? I think she is, I think.
1: Might be actually. Is she? I don't know if she's the first female.
0: I Google it, Kenny. She she.
1: Wouldn't. She's certainly the first female in Glasgow to get a Michelin star. She might be. She might well be the first female name? in Scotland. Uh, Lorna. Lorna, but... Just put in um, Kilbride, you know. It will probably come up. What is Lorna's surname? In, but but Lorna, Lorna worked at um, Andrew Fairley's her whole career. She's the uh, two okay. Michelin star, and uh, she was she was always, you know, she was she was high up in there, so. Amazing. What, what's
0: the do you, do? you remember your? Well, obviously you will remember it, but your your finals menu. So you obviously wrote it in the ho- yeah, in the hotel. You did. Um, you done razor clams for starters, didn't ra- you? Ra- razor clam,
1: uh, razor clams with artichokes and lemon gel, and seaweed and all that. And then I did uh, whiskey washed carrots, which is something I've made carrots. up. Never done them since. Uh <laughs> and, what else? Celery and stuff like that. I think I did. And then I did uh, a kind of short, a shortbread thing with uh, raspberries and vanilla ice cream for the amazing. for the final. Do you know?
0: Do you know one dish that really, really, really sticks out for me was the when you done the the, the take on haggis, neeps, and tatties. All oh, right, aye, aye. I remember watching that. I was like, oh my god, that really
1: <laughs> that looks amazing. Well, that that came about. It was it was one of my mates who's a, an exceptional chef. This guy Willie Pike. And um again I would go I was on the phone to him the night or two nights before I had to submit that particular recipe for that particular show. And um is, so um and I thought I was like need to do haggis. And he and I, he's like a really, really well known and well-loved chef in the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh he's like, oh, you need to do haggis, you need to do haggis. And we had done a, a haggis dish a couple of years earlier for a big chef's dinner. Um, and it was it was his idea. It was a kind of it was a carved-out turnip with just, um, onion, onions and, and pipe potato and all that on top. So I nicked up that the element. Um, I did the uh, so I did that along with a pigeon with morel mousse, and it went down well. And if I remember, it was he uh, was a French guy. Oh, I should remember. I'm terrible at names. Did you see that a
2: pigeon, a pigeon, something miss?
1: Morel. I did pigeon with Morel miss.
2: See, see pigeon. Yeah. For surely the three years men think a pigeon would do not think a cuisine. Job
1: Square. That's what I you're it? thinking. <laughs> George Square? They're on a diet of fag types and McDonald's.
2: <laughs> yep. yep. We saw she drew one leg.
1: That's it. Just.
2: <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. Like, like
1: it's not those pigeons. It's wood pigeon from a wood. Oh, definitely. But
2: they look. They look the same. They look the same. The finalist this week in Celebrity Masterchef is Gary. Josh Square, <laughs> and he's sitting in Josh Square with big spears. Just to just throw but, but, it's, but
1: it's funny actually because a lot of the you know my, my eldest son, um, when the show was on, he, he was fascinated with the social media impact of it. You know, with with what people are saying about me. You aye. know, and and people on Twitter and all that are really funny, aren't they? Oh then, no, there is. was there was one of the lines, I the there was one of the lines I had and, on it and I said I just want to to I would just want my meal to make people think they're walking up the west coast of Scotland and uh somebody commented <laughs> like, dodging all the <laughs> dodging all the homeless and aye, <laughs> all all that stuff. Aye. But well. Especially but, uh, being
2: for Scotland, like Glasgow as well, man. Oh, it's rough.
1: But it's I never, so I did all right on oh, no, all the social. I never get any abuse or anything like that. Um, big Mac got some because he had a beard. There was a big thing about beards that year. Oh, really? <laughs> and someone had put up a post that it was me, Big Matt who, who, who's got a, who had a big beard There was another guy, Brenton Who had a big beard and that oh, was, no. was me in the middle And someone had done this a screenshot of the three of us standing there And the only thing it said was A young ZZ top <laughs> 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 but
3: nah, people,
1: people are funny but,
2: um, see, I, see, on, <laughs> see on your website See when you click education Aye. You Talk picture is that uh, you, without be, glasses, without a beard. Just probably. Do you
3: want me to show it? It?
2: I don't know. i no, you no, got
3: it? A... It's, it's his
2: website, so I fucking hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. will show you it.
1: Two, two, um, I just don't want. Is it black and white? No, it's no. Not... Wait, it's <clears> all right, that's me. That's Jeez, good. all
2: right. Some difference eh? where, where was that?
1: That was in uh, <laughs> that was in Michigan was uh, representing scotland in, in michigan so that was my two students and the boy the, the ginger boy with the beard he was on masterchef with me that year as well he was my kind of student who did a kind of wee a wee testimonial that everybody liked me and uh, no that was uh and that was that was only the year before Aye. that was 2015. Jeez, that's really
2: well man you've done well like where else in the world would you like to cook
1: Oh, I don't know. I've been in some crazy places. Um, you, don't, you don't think for Asia TV or something? like I did, um, I did breakfast TV in, in Singapore, yeah, uh, which was fun. Did, um, were you over
2: there or was that a...
1: No, I was there, no, I was over there. Singapore. It's
2: expensive for a beer there as well. I've
1: never seen <laughs> it. I've been I've been to Singapore about three times and I've never set foot in it. I've always just been working. The thing is, I travel the world and I don't see a thing. Um, Aye. I mean, 2019 alone, I, I worked in Spain, India... Spain, India, Colombia, Cuba, America about four or five times. Uh, uh Kuala Lumpur, um, Batam, Singapore, all in one year. And I couldn't tell you a thing about any I just threw you in and threw you out. <laughs> I just I just I just got to do my thing. Um, um I was in a plane crash in Singapore. What? I was, I was in a plane crash in was it Singapore? I was way too was Singapore. It was in Singapore. <laughs> But here, really here's the deal. That. So obviously when you're when you're trying to work your diet out and all that, you're trying to make sure that you're no know way for like crucial points in your life, like kids' birthdays and all that. Um, Aye, um,
2: and I hope you're you know going to like the like, plane crashes. I mean <laughs> I don't mind
1: going there, but, but No, but <laughs> so anyway, it was always it's always touch and go when you're traveling if you're getting delayed or you get held up for a day whatever the I, case may be. So anyway, so um <laughs> it was a really whistle stop, it was about three days in Asia. That was mm-hmm. it and then back. And uh, I was sitting on the plane the wife wasn't happy that I'd left in the first place because the birthday party was the Friday and I'd left on the Sunday night or something. You better be back. I says, I am definitely be back. So I was on the plane just about to take off, We're taxiing down the runway. And I'm on the phone to the wife and saying, that's fine. I'll be in Dubai in seven hours and then I'll be home. I'll see you I'll see in the morning. And then suddenly it was like, plane just anchored, stopped. Everybody's watching forward.
2: Somebody was on their phone in the plane.
1: So I'm I'm actually on the phone to the wife and she's like, "Ah, you know, I said, the plane's just bloody stopped. I said, we're taxiing out and we've just stopped. What's going on? I says, I don't know. Four hours we sat there. Pitch black. Four hours. And we were stuck on the middle of the... So anyway, that was fine. So we ended up getting burst back to the terminal. We then got taxied back into Singapore and... uh, that was that, so I, I never got home. But when it took hours and hours and hours, and by the time we got to the hotel that we were staying in, we were in the front page of the paper, and we'd, <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd ripped the wing off another plane on the, on the taxiway. Two planes. <sighs> and... Fucking hell. So I phoned the wife and said, look, I've been in a plane cache, I'm I'm okay. She's like, okay, he better be here for the party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on three uh, Gary. <laughs> no, I'm just just the road. I ah, <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I'm alive. I'm alive. I made it. I survived. You know, we could have we could have went up in a puff of flame, but I missed the. Uh, yeah, the thing is, it was we crashed into a, a Chinese budget airline, and they were away within the hour. They just shipped them off onto that off that plane and on another plane i mean they were in china before we even get back to singapore <laughs> That's so. wild,
3: right? That's wild. but
1: it was on wait, it was wait. on that big massive plane and there was like six or seven hundred days and some of the you got a text on your phone to tell you how you were getting to dubai and people were getting flown to pakistan and and tokyo and everything ah, before they could get back because they, they had to fill the planes so we we went to kuala Lumpur, um which was just up the road and, so it was abroad in in terms of going to tokyo or pakistan or or whatever it was it was at least it was in a relatively right direction
2: In the continent
1: so
0: how so after masterchef um well actually when you found out so you came to the final you've got the final day and you cook a three-courser you obviously smash out the bag and you win what, The feeling Because we see When you watch it, The video back Do you think Can you remember that Because your face Just drops Shops. Just You're
2: shock like, it's was just shock more at? Did, did anything go wrong Or did everything Just Everything fell into
1: place It was just like Poetry in motion No I or think it, I think, like, oh, I, think I think it was Nah it was alright It was um, I don't know I just I just made sure Everything I did Because I did uh, I did the wee Shortbread biscuit In, my, in one of my other rounds In my um, so I just and there's no practice, you know, so I just wanted to do stuff that I knew was safe and secure. And I never thought I would win regardless of what I did. But I just wanted Dude, to make okay. sure that I put up three courses.
2: Not one bit of you thought send the bag Nah, never, never just ever. Too humble, man.
1: After it after we got all the feedback and all that, we all get sent away for an hour or so. And the and Matt and Ellie were saying, ah, you've won this, you've won this. And even then I thought, you know what? Um uh, and, and we mean, all kinda we all yeah. kind of spoke to each other at outside and said you know what It actually does not matter who wins because it's it's five minutes it's five minutes of extra telly that's it we've we've all smashed this out the bag but it but it it does matter
3: Ah,
2: it's lies of course
3: it matters (laughs) eh?
1: it does does matter so (laughs)
0: so how how, at that moment um how does it sort of impact your life from there do you just
1: keep getting phone calls and getting emails Uh, and well it's it's filmed six months before it's shown for a start so you get back to work and no one knows you've done it Oh. Um so I went yeah. back to, and it was all filmed through through the summer holidays in the college. So I was in London for seven weeks. You and um uh, and they
2: only, Like due to contract, can you know tell MD That you on
1: it? I shouldn't even tell you news now. I'm still <laughs> under contract.
2: For <God laughs> just point it's just like it's yeah. a phone call then <laughs> Can I post
1: this anywhere No, no. you're not allowed, to. you're not allowed to say um you're not allowed to tell MD. I mean obviously Aye. people Keep my my wife now like people you can trust not to go into social media just because of social media my, social my media. boss my boss Willie now uh, my phone and Tim um, do you get a raise and
2: uh, listen buddy <laughs> keep me <laughs> from, no but do uh... you
1: know what you know what I did I get taken off timetable and all that after after the show and uh, I got a wage rise and you no know, oh, the college is, the college has been, been the college has been good um, shh, take that back about the wage rise no but my job my job changed so I had more responsibility way uh, um amazing but as i say, there's six months and and again i was in i, I didn't enter the show until episode 10. so being in mind i'm still teaching classes you're still the students are still coming in the morning than after god did you see that egypt on masterchef <laughs> and and when it gets to the end of episode 9 they show the trailer for episode 10 which is the following week and you're mm. in it and you've uh-huh. not told them they, so students are going mental but, <laughs> <laughs> you know so um with The region um, that you never told them, well, no, not really, no, it's just be it's, it's, be did you win? Did you win? Everybody's asking if I won, just um, keep
3: watching,
1: Aye. And I, I just used to say, Look, tonight's my last episode, just watch it and you'll find it. Oh, yeah, I, 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 get, I get kicked up tonight, you know, that sort of chat, but um, oh. but no, you couldn't tell students, but the, you should, you the
0: students must have been like they must have been your biggest supporters through that. Obviously, well, you would already big. recorded it, they must have been rooting for you. <laughs>
1: I, th- I think it's, it's in a kind of way, the um, the college shuts before it really got into that final week. So there was about 10 days left by the time the college shut for summer holidays. The college shuts about the 16th, and that yeah. show runs on for about another week and a half. So I wasn't really in. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a front runner at that point. I mean, I was doing okay. but um, So they, they, whatever their experience of it was, they did it themselves. Um but when I came back to my first class in January, they had, they had decorated my whole classroom with banners and they got me a cup and all sorts of stuff. So no, it, was a, it was a nice, a nice experience. Probably. But, That's amazing. But it's amazing, though. Some, some people never spoke to me about it. Some people would just wander past you at the coffee machine and not even crack a whip. You know, way- people that you've known for 30 years, people that taught me, wouldn't even say anything. Kind of weird. <laughs> kind of <laughs> weird. Is he? they Are starstruck or they're jealous? It's what are they <laughs> nah, two? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know
0: what that is. It's certainly not starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so big thing. Kenny's um, girlfriend had, had said to us earlier on. She said, "Oh, get Gary on." And she said, "Oh, obviously she's got a bus- uh, biscuit business." Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she said, "We need to get him to to." Tell us some recipes for the big day tomorrow, which is pancake. Tuesday.
2: Pancake day. All right, wish it should... my favorite day in the world. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was never missing that. I, was, I, I keep running there.
3: What was that? He's leaving He's fresh... he, to hear about this. All He's right. pancake,
1: day. To pancake day. Which, what's the which the go to pancake dish for you? You know, what? I was just talking to my wife and uh, she'd mentioned that it was pancake day tomorrow. And uh, do you know, what I love I love a French crepe, so they so have
3: like
1: ch- chicken and mushroom. I, Ooh, I, I don't have a sweet tooth. I don't have a sweet tooth at all. See mushroom, um, mushroom and chicken. That, that would be me.
3: <laughs> a <laughs> nineteen ni- seventies
1: uh, crepe dish. That would be me. I might actually do that tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't have a sweet tooth. But I remember last year I actually filmed Pancake Day because we couldn't because of COVID. What month this? We 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 were against the beginning bit COVID. Bit aye, no COVID no. Was
2: already, well, it was already. in the news. I no no
1: I know, but that, that was the point. I think that was my first filming was pancake day.
2: Wow.
1: Well, yeah, how, so have here. how have you found? Obviously, filming at home. Was it weird at first? But we you... it was kinda weird weird because my daughter's filming me and directing us and pulling me up.
2: She's not still filming you just knew it.
1: She's here, it. she's she's putting on she's putting on social media. <laughs> steady
3: hand, <laughs> man. a
2: hand isn't
1: <laughs> No, she's um no I've been lucky because uh, I had a great kitchen for filming. Tremendous um, kitchen. And the kitchen was built and the very first day I cooked in it it was for an advert. So we no were, way. Uh, we were but, sweeping uh, for thingy
2: homes. It's Miller Homes. No, it
1: wasn't for Miller. No, I ripped their kitchen out and flung it away. <laughs>
3: did you? you want <laughs> I can get tell. We're going to into <laughs> Miller Homes. Gonna...
1: So, but I did a wee bit of filming for Miller. I did see that. And, and it got, got me a garden and some fencing and then some electric garage doors, yes, so it nice. was all right. Garage doors
2: are by far the most expensive thing out of that advert, because <laughs> I've got rolls of turf here, if you want them. <laughs>
1: No, I got I got that redone twice. But um yeah, the joys yeah. of the joys of a new home. Oh tell oh. me about it. If I don't even go to it because I'm going to end. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself. Yeah, but no, it's we've been lucky. Uh, my daughter just graduated from film school throughout throughout oh, the whole pandemic. Congratulations. So she she's she was a student of the college and part of her obviously we we, we went out of college early March. Mm-hmm. And uh so my daughter's my daughter was kind of left well. I think all the students were kind of, it was a bit, a bit a great funny. Area. A great she, area So the students then had to film stuff off their own back and pull together enough for their folio. And she just worked for me every day. Um, and we ended up 30, by, back. Home.
2: Yeah, that's what you've got on Facebook, man. On Facebook. Every
1: Wednesday. I've not done it in ages, but that, I, I do get decent numbers. I've not done it in ages. I've just stuck a lot you know that? I just don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to I just <laughs> want really get back same. to work. Uh, you know I'm, I'm not I,
2: the, the work thing you
1: know,
2: <laughs> but, but, um no, nah. right, so this is this is a a weird question, right? So what was your your f- most your biggest achievement before MasterChef and what's your biggest achievement after Master Chef? Oh I know
1: um taking family stuff out of it. Oh, as I in having kids and all that. I won I did a lot of competitions as a kid and done really well. Um, as a, as a kind of grown up. I was the chef lecturer of the year for uh, the UK. Oh um, that's amazing. UK, uh, so 2015, uh, which is a bi- which is a big achievement. Um and after that uh, the biggest achievement probably is uh, becoming Scotland's first national chef.
2: That's right. I've seen that. Eh? How does that work? Don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the biggest um,
2: achievement.
1: <laughs> no, b- basically, I mean, the, there's been talk about it for years, you know, in the press and the herald and all that, and uh, and I, I always kind of saw it in the press and whatever else, and always thought it would go to. You know, at the time, somebody like Andrew Fairley or Tom Kitchen or something like that, you know, one of the sort of real superstars of the industry. And uh, I was doing an interview after winning MasterChef and the reporter was in the house and he said, um, have you heard about Scotland's National Chef? I said, as a matter of fact, I have. I said, it's a great idea for the country and all that sort of stuff. And the, and the reporter said, so do you think you would be able to do it? Would you, would you fancy it? I said, bloody hell, well, I'd never get it, but it would be an honour to get it. And the next thing is i get a phone call for the government saying here you go if you fancy it so it came what with is
2: a kind that of So for- um
1: well basically it came with a kind of four page remit of what they're expecting the national chef to do and i've i only do two things out all of that um i volunteer i volunteer all my time to it it's a kind of it's a it's a it's an it's not a job as such you don't get paid I mean, and, you,
2: uh, you, you volunteered before, anyway, so that's. that's I. Doing. I mean, I do
1: it, obviously since when a master chef, I do a lot, a lot of voluntary stuff, um, an awful lot of voluntary stuff. Um, I probably do ten charity gigs for every paid gig I get. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But again, I always keep it to you know local charities, always uh-huh. or, or Scottish charities. You know things like Mary's Meals and Marie Curie uh-huh. and uh-huh. Prince and Princess of Wales Hospice, Princess Trust. Uh-huh. I do all of that, um, but basically. I looked at the remit and I wanted I'm passionate about kids learning to cook. So mm-hmm. anything that involves youngsters learning to cook and uh, food poverty I've done a lot with um things like summer hunger campaigns nah, and that sort of thing.
2: Cooking for under a fiver or something
1: like that? Um I did again. That was that was a kinda a social thing for the um daily record. I did five meals for a fiver. I nah, it's
2: still good doing it. So I think how many people can learn for that. That's... I know,
1: it's just getting, and again, I think lockdown's helped people cooking. I think a lot more people are cooking at home. that keep, you, keep you creative as well? What, do doing you know the lockdown stuff or doing the stuff for a fiver? Both, both. Well, the, I mean, that, that daily record thing came in and I said, no, I can't do that. I says that's not going to work. I said, I can't mm-hmm. feed. I can't, it was 25 quid. I think it was 30 quid. It was 30 pound to feed a family of four. For a few weeks, uh-huh. and uh, I said, to him, "Well, is that kind of be done?" Because we we go shopping, we're spending fortunes,
3: uh-huh. and, uh,
1: and and what I did was uh, I went to the shops, and I, I just bought all some nice stuff, and I went to Till and it was about thirty three quid, and I phoned the record <laughs> says, "Look, yeah, we can do this. We can get that. We can get that on. Get and, it down." So, um, no, that was a good week campaign. They ran an advert for a couple of weeks, and you know your your, your mammy loves all that when you're on the telly oh, <laughs> oh,
2: to see something like that especially the accolades that you've got man that's something else that's something impressive different. very impressive
0: all
1: right. All right. but i've always been like that I, I mean even my book my book's just full of recipes for the house i don't do i've never considered myself yeah, to be it, a fine a fine work, but... a fine dining chef It's sold it my book i think it's I getting get it. reprinted um amazon sort of saying uh an April delivery.
2: they wants to buy it. When you do, I'll you be buying then, it. <laughs> when you do an audio, you surely should do an audio. An audio book. 100. percent
1: An audio cookbook. Aye. Is there That's such a cool. thing? Well, oh. make it. Like you, you <laughs> put people through the recipe. I've a, stuff?
2: I've
1: pitched. A, I've pitched a few ideas for my next book. Um, Is it audio?
2: Audio? Surely audio? <laughs> no. It's,
1: be, it's better than that. What I was Video? going to do was uh, QR code it. Oh wow. so see, like little points in the book, you know, how to chop an onion, how to roll a bit of pastry, how to, you know, vacuum pack something or whatever. Just these little tiny tidbits that go with the book. But I'm still waiting. I'm still Bad waiting deal. to hear. And I, I really, really want to do a Scottish cookbook
3: 'Cause Bad I've got I've, got
1: I've got i I've got a massive following in the States. I mean most of my most of my, my life, uh most of my work um pre pre Covid was uh, in the States. So, you know, and it sells. My books sell it mad over there. I did a book club on what day is this? Thursday night. I did a book club in New Hampshire. Like, so oh, si- si- 60, um, 60 people from New Hampshire talking all things about my book that crazy. sold it. Which was a bit Jesus. weird.
3: I bet you. I bet I you bet it's
0: gosh. very strange. It's will be from from going from you know a big guy growing up in Temple
1: in Knightswood or Annie's and then what well, was Knightsport nice, uh, or Annie's Land? <laughs> <laughs> Nightswood, used
2: to be the most sought after uh, area. No map,
1: no, no map, but Nightswood. Oh, uh, oh. I, 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 was gonna, uh, <laughs> I was a, I was a, I was a last street in Nightswood. That was a, <laughs> you were that at the border. A, it was a battleground <laughs> We with Temple on one side and Baldanti on the other. Baldanti,
2: so uh, great, and is it? <laughs> the canal, the canal. But, uh, that, was,
1: uh, that was the, that uh, was the standoff into Weston. Uh, uh, there we go, man. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Kenny, we've got, we've
0: got one question for Gary, haven't we? That we ask. Yeah. We ask everybody. Oh, um,
2: I've, I've got my question. You your go your for question's it? been important. What's your pet peeve?
1: Whoa. I don't know. People who don't turn up for work.
2: That's an easy one.
1: People I? that phone in sick. There's nothing worse. So see the liability when, is the main thing.
2: It seems somebody phones in sick and they go, oh, listen, I've been up all night, been sick it <laughs> <laughs> you know, see a person who's been genuinely honest but how do you believe that chefs don't, you don't, good
1: chefs don't phone and sight I've never phoned and sight in my life I don't know, but what, what if you get diarrhoea
2: and you like, oh, just or oh I can't pass you on just, you just don't get it you
1: just,
2: just... <laughs> you just don't get
1: it just go that <laughs> <laughs> nah, peeve I've never been asked that before my biggest peeve I I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty laid back, and I've not had to worry about ph- phoning him for a long time, so it's probably no, a chance I don't really. He told you told us you were making grown men cry. I can't. When I was a wee boy, <laughs> that's when I was a wee boy. I've learned. I've learned to chill. Yeah. I've learned to admit that I don't know anything about anything, so I can just if I make a mistake, I can and get away with it. <laughs> Homeschooling. Homeschooling. There you go. There's a. There's a I'm, thing that can you can lose your temper with.
2: I've I've I say that maybe girls too. I'm not doing homeschooling. She's two. She's kind of going to nursery. Uh, but my, my partner's sister, her wee boy's nine. I went, how are you going to remember that? And she went, I'm well, not doing it. I've missed the teacher three or four times and maybe going to get back to you. Like, how do you make homeschooling when the teacher's not interested? Uh,
1: well, we we had a bit of that the first lockdown. That there was uh, nothing, nothing coming from the school at all. Aye, aye. Um, and we kind of fought tooth and nail and were fairly vocal about it. Um, the second lockdown's been much better. But oh, we and when yes. I say we, my wife's been. We we taught our youngest to read, uh, during the first lockdown, he couldn't read. Wow. Primary three couldn't read a word. So we really. Um, I not well done it. Aye, aye. Uh, so I mean, I mean, back to school, been able to read and, and write.
2: Probably a better level than but he, mm, So, but what I think
1: mean. I think whatever happens, I mean, my youngest, I've got my two youngest are primary three and primary four, and I believe that primary threes are going back first. So I think they're going right. back in a couple of weeks. Um, so he's going back himself, but whatever happens, we're we're still going to have an element of homeschooling with him, just to keep in top of his handwriting and and reading. Aye. Um, so I think you
2: put me a personal approach to that, like you say, because of lockdown, you're you're from Nah,
1: I, that's, it's it's hard, you know. Um, and now that the school's actually providing stuff and having stuff they want done and this and that and doing lessons, it, it becomes it becomes quite tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but I. I think I'm. Well, if my wife's ever going to watch this, she'll agree. But I'm. I'm certainly a better, a, a, a more chilled out teacher uh, than she is. But um, but she does all the hard stuff. She does all the <laughs> she does all the hand- <laughs> and stuff, and I I get to do the the. Uh, I get to do that? the research puzzles and map drawing and all that. It's, <laughs> a, it's a different kind of. It's a different kind of thing.
2: Are uh, so you just giving the good lady credit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, she she, she no. She, she, and we're we're keeping school hours you Know we have kids are up, they're up early, and I mean, I think they're actually over hours, so or sometimes they're still in there at five o'clock at night. Oh, so, yeah, that's, are, that's it's just, <laughs> it's the
2: way it is, isn't it? You get double uh, time once it comes to over hours, man. <laughs> give
1: them double time, but it's um, no, it's it, this this lockdown, certainly, in terms of getting some support, I think it's been better. But I think it's gave they've all had a chance to kind of get their their, um, their, their house in order, so to speak. But, um, that's, uh, yeah. But
2: Apparently she's making an announcement tomorrow about school, so you must have the the inside scoop about.
1: When... But this this is gonna to, after tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Just whenever a weekend Sunday. No, do they, do. They, no, they they announced that a few weeks ago that they're going to do a phased return. It was that confirmed, and I don't think it is confirmed. But
2: I think she makes she make an announcement tomorrow about it.
1: But they are ratings <laughs> down and all that, isn't is that it? Are, that are, um, they are numbers down. Aye, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to a bit of normality, but... Oh,
0: can't um, wait. have got, got a booking to Alaska this year. That's yeah, my what?
1: first my, my first booking abroad this year is Alaska. Alaska? Aye. Good to <laughs> about fishing, ice fishing. <laughs> staff, season staff whatsoever. Maybe. Everybody wants to go to Alaska. did not they? Everybody.
2: How, when, when, when USA bought it, there's something buying... Country, not as a country, it's a state, but buying states, there must be something there, man. And the Simpsons movie was there as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about
1: Alaska. No, so I've got, I'm going over to do a, a charity dinner and a, a Highland Games. Go going to do some, some historical food demonstrations. Do do
2: throwing cables? Are
1: you going to throw a cable? The, well, I won't. They will love, I, I go to a lot of American Highland Games. I've never seen the games in my life. I'm always just doing demos or dinners. so I've never seen any of it. <laughs> it's but,
3: thing but the,
1: the Americans love it. They absolutely love it.
2: But they've always got a connection, aren't they? Yeah, I know Jimmy. Jimmy? Uh, I, I uh, my 18th grandfather
1: was fucking well, Scottish. I was I was, in, I was, I know it sounds pony as fuck, right? But I was in this function. I was in I was at this function in New York, um, Fifth Avenue, um, Nicola Sturgeon and all that was there. It was all the, sort of big wigs of Scotland. And there was this there was this young guy, mid twenties, really tall, really handsome, obviously American, and he had the full You're on, the full kilt. Everything, the Glengarry and all that. The only thing he was missing was a feather, right? And it was a smart kill. (laughs) More boxers? How dare he? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I got chatting to him. He looked a bit kind of lost. And I went up chatting away. And I says, you know, is is your dad Scottish? You know, because I thought he'd all the gear and I thought, brilliant. And he says, no. I says, is it your grandfather? He says, no. I says, how far back does your Scottish lingo? He says, we don't know. We've not found it yet. That's how far back it goes. That's how far back it goes. So, I presume his name was Mackenzie, or I'm sure he had, I'm sure he had that. I, I can only presume he had a kind of Scottish surname, but he, they hadn't found the line. But he was so convinced that he would spend three thousand dollars on a kilt. He, he was nice. <laughs> I, I was standing in a pair of Levi's and a <laughs> jacket.
0: He's going to be uh, devastated
2: when he finds out his family are. Irish. Do you
0: know what? No, I,
1: I think about it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. There's no real. There's no real
2: difference. <laughs> think, think they can, like, they, like, regardless of who you are, they could find lineage? You know that you get that. Just to, uh... Is it not something?
1: I mean, I, my son should be. He, he's a historian. My um, we'll son. I know. Oh. I know. It should be, I think you only have to go back something like ten generations, and you get two thousand grandparents. Ten generations. Wow, man! Just by the way, it branches off. Double, 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 double. double, double. <laughs>
2: That, so I, that's
1: just maths isn't it then, really. aye, aye. So if you, if you, you know, it's that old that old kind of Chinese thing where you put a grain of rice on one bit of the board and then multiply it up. By the time you get to the, the last board you'll get all the rice in the world. Aye. So, but... um That's a great fact well just just before uh, uh, you ask yeah, you, I ask you the, the
0: best question I think. Oh, yeah. Go. yeah just to before go. I ask you where can you tell us where everybody can
1: find out all your information your website oh, social media go. good, good plug oh, right. Right. <clears throat> so uh, Twitter uh, Instagram Facebook is all G-Mac Chef. my website is Gary Macchef for whatever reason don't know how that worked out <laughs> some, <laughs> some <laughs> arsehole took G- some Mac B- Chef F- <laughs> from <ours. No. laughs> Uh, whoever, whoever saw who. This was right at the start when I when I got, I got my first agent. They did it, and then sent me the bill. That's another story. If
2: you wanted to put
1: it, <laughs> but pro- probably on probably on Twitter and or Facebook. Uh, I've got a kind of chef page uh, where I sometimes do. Um, if you look back on that, there's loads of footage of you know, lockdown videos and there's probably about 130, 140 recipes, tablets and all that on there. Um, So there's loads and loads of, loads and loads of content on it. Um, Instagram, I'm getting into. Um, I put up a post and you get 22 new followers. I mean, it's so much easier than Twitter. (laughs) But, but I'm, I'm I'm trying my best. My, I, again my wife keeps digging up that I'm not doing enough social, but I just want to get back to work if truth be
2: <laughs> Just just very briefly, if your wife's that worried about you know the socials tell her to join in, tell her to take <laughs> part. No. She can she, <laughs> no. she can no. be no, no, that has, the social manager. Well,
1: wife, well Fe- yeah. Facebook changed. You know, I've got uh, a kind of a business page uh, and they changed it and it's a bloody nightmare. You know, it's an absolute nightmare. Used to be just to hit Facebook on your phone and then you could share it to like your personal if you wanted it to, or yeah. your, but it's a bloody, I don't even know what to call it. It's, I they're, keep forgetting they're, about they're, they're
2: it. I'll try to force you to make
1: it more interactive. i will gotten you to be. It's, it's not, it's, it's doing the opposite. Business Suite, it's called. Yeah. And it, it's doing the opposite. It's call doing the opposite for me on Facebook. Hi,
2: my good lady, she, she's on Instagram. She loves Instagram. Aye. It's all better for that just because it's user friendly, but. It's annoying because Facebook own
1: Instagram <laughs> Aye. They're both WhatsApp. linked The accounts are linked right. But anyway so, Nevertheless uh, the, jo- the joys But um, And again uh, It's much more natural If you're in the jungles Of Colombia And you're doing a tweet Than it is Sitting in your couch Retweeting about something You did in Colombia Two years ago Is that the reality <laughs> Of where we are I know. You know The most exciting thing I've done this week Was the bins went out Last night <laughs>
2: More people are enjoying Twitter than ever before.
1: Twitter is amazing. but well, so I, 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 I like Twitter because I think it's the easiest out them all. It's dead easy to follow. It's dead easy to post. It's dead easy, you know. And if you get followers, you tend to get followers that are that are like-minded. Uh, I mean, obviously, Twitter gets a hard time because of the people that are on it, but it yeah. depends on who you follow. It depends on what you tweet. It depends on, you How know. So if you, if you follow a bunch of idiots.
2: You get a bunch You're Egypt. going to get
1: a bunch of Egypt's back, and I don't see any of that. I don't see any politics. I don't see. I just see food and travel and education. Naturally, all
2: are I do in football at all? No, just avoid uh, it. Or?
1: No, no, I like football. I do, I do. avoid it in a social point of view, but I'm. Uh, right. I'm a. I'm a big fan of a very, uh, Glaswegian club, which I'll remain <laughs> nameless. I mean,
2: just leave uh, that.
1: Uh, one of my highlights was I did the halftime draw. So right, that well. and, I, at, Gary, at said club. I, I like I like Patrick Thistle as well, mate. Don't worry. I know. She's a, <laughs> she's a she's a she's an educator. She's a teacher or a lecturer. It's the only club in Glasgow you can support because the students all ask you. What I do you know. support? And and the only one everyone likes is Thistle. <laughs> 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 the,
2: the jumpier way well on the right doesn't he? I don't used to Chick,
1: Chick a, Charlie used to live next door to his. member Charlie? Charlie? Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> he, he was my next door neighbour in my last house for years. is she was a taxi, taxi driver. There. I think he is, aye. 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 aye he'd, he'd I'm, sure I'm sure he'll be coaching somewhere. He'll still be coaching. Oh, 100% He's
2: aye. a, tremendous to a coach at a club. Is he, aye? we can drop your rattle. No. But, yeah, I've asked him that question. Let this gentleman <laughs> well, get to his bed.
0: I've actually got two questions, so we'll rattle through them. Why are you getting to do Because I've just thought of another one that I want to ask. So, um, Gary, the main question um, that we ask all our guests is, if you could have one drink and one drink only, what would you have and who would it be with oh
1: it can um, be with anyone dead or alive
2: uh, i'm going totally
1: well, we, to be totally honest i think about it for a wee second no no a can of tenants yes right. why not <laughs> be honest
2: in the right place at the right time that can be tasty <laughs>
1: <laughs> um you can't open a pub in glasgow with tenants in it there you go
2: <laughs> ice cold though
1: ice cold i can't do warm beer i'd rather drink water cold beer, beer. Yeah. I've got one of my mates. He's a proper, you know, um, a right snob when it comes to like like beer, and he just rips me for drinking tenants. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he just boy. he rips me to death. But no, like
2: he finish his shift, have a two pints, then got broad.
1: I, I was actually I was doing a gig in Bridge, again, another charity gig. I was doing a kind of demo and dine thing, and at the end of it. Everybody was at the bar, and I got introduced to the master brewer at Tenants. It's like my superhero.
3: Oh. Oh. <laughs> this wee,
1: wee guy for Bridge, he's the one that, he's the, he's the, no the, way, he's, is the, he? the uh, he's the man. So, um, and who would it, it be with? I don't even know who he was, but uh, that's who he was, interest. And was uh, introduced, and he was introduced to me. <laughs> um, and do you know who he would be with? Stan Laurel. Stan Laurel? Hi, quickly Google.
0: Lauren Hardy. What do you mean?
2: Uh, Google stand. I was say, Lauren, Lauren Hardy. Lauren Hardy. <laughs> oh, no, listen, hold on. I, I remember I looked at an article the other day. Was it with a, a paper? A paper that read you? and it had like your your the sun. Outfit. Aye, the sun. And had, Your favourite food was haggis. You did it all day and night. I thought it's a big statement for somebody. True. But then it came down. It was like it's all like hero, but the question wasn't in the paper. But the hero, the picture? Oh,
1: it was, was a question, no, there?
2: No, you're going to see it? I could, well, maybe I. <clears throat> it was who would you
1: like to meet, living or dead? I uh, think it was Stan oh, Laurie. Right, right. So Stan Lorry grew up in Glasgow. Stan Laurie grew up in Glasgow. Stan Laurie? He went to Rutherglen High School and he <coughs> lived, he lived wow. in Rutherglen. His house is still there. A couple of houses he lived in are still there. So, True. And he became the most famous man in the world. Yes, yeah, English. Lauren Hardy, I knew he was the most, most famous, world. most famous, most famous superstars in the world for two decades.
0: So I they just were... remember Lauren Hardy had my, my granny used to have a stat like a wee kind of ornaments. It was Lauren ornaments Hardy that was that was the ornament.
2: Statues. <laughs> statues, aye, big <laughs> life-size statues. Aye, well, um, statues but, of
0: Gary at Glasgow, but, <laughs> but no but there's there's one more that I just kind of thought and I thought it'd be a nice wee twist on that, that question. Um if you could have one main course, what would you have and who oh, would it be with? Uh, <laughs>
2: did
1: I need to change the person?
2: No. No, definitely not. That's you know, here. I was in, literally in the sun paper. I'm, I, I, I'm sitting, I sit at the computer and Paul's like, <laughs> I'm reading this thing. Because <laughs> I wanted to know... In your if, research. I, I wanted to know if I was definitely... I, I,
1: I, what, d- I, I don't it. know. People like um, Billy Conley and stuff would be uh, amazing. Scottish. I I I do like I do like um I do like Scottish folk. You're serving for four. I mean course you wait. Got... Four people. Four, four people now? Jesus Christ.
2: Four, four. Is if you're gonna serve a dinner, man, you might going to serve me in course. Right. Don't serve it for two, man. That'd be weird after ten minutes. Oh, oh,
1: nice. Billy Conley, Sean Conley. Oh yeah. Um Stan Laurel and your wife. Good, great. Oh, right. sorted. sorted. Oh, and,
3: there we go. <laughs> <laughs> <sends> you there.
2: <laughs>
1: and drinking tenants, what, what a mix.
2: Everybody's got a big keg of tenants here, there.
1: What's no, the main course though? You? Uh, I Scottish seafood. Scottish seafood. That was a kids interview I did. That was in a wee kids newspaper. That's why I'm scared of spiders and they're like Iron Man and all that. What about uh, <laughs> I the, the the video
2: you're serving uh, for salmon?
1: hi aye. aye. I, 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 I am a brand ambassador for the Scottish Salmon Company, and oh. they do a, a breed of salmon called Native hebridean and it's the only farm salmon that uses Scottish eggs, mm-hmm. and it's a completely different animal to most farm salmon. So best salmon in the world. So
2: That's nice. Matt, when you know when you hear Scottish salmon it comes to the
3: area, and
1: you'll, you'll find know. you'll find you'll find that salmon in New York, Tokyo, Sydney. You know johannesburg um everywhere is oh, they, they want they want that word scotland on their menu uh-huh. we've got amazing projects
2: i love yeah. love that it's one of my favorite did they dye pink no i
1: thought it was no.
2: a thing in norway they might <laughs> no right? no 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 hold on is, is, this, that, is, no, is, that, is this a whole new rabbit hole we're going to hear kenny <laughs> No, no. Listen, let's just end on that. That's fine. No, in
1: Scotland, in Scotland, (laughs) in Scotland, we've got the most um, regulated uh, farmed fish legislation in the world, without a doubt. We can't even put in no dyed pink. Then it's no No dyed, no. No, other places
2: in the world might dye it grey. Sorry, it's
1: grey. Dye it pink. Well, a salmon's pink because of what it eats but if it's stuck in a cage in the middle of the North Atlantic or the North Pacific and it's no getting, it's natural. So but it's, it's making sure they'll get decent feed that I've seen, I've seen, I've seen on documentaries and on all that, they've got color charts of what color they want the salmon, but it doesn't happen in Scotland. So that's why Scottish salmon twice the price of uh, this, the Norwegian stuff you buy in the supermarket, in some supermarkets. That's fine. There, there we go. go. I was, was, was <laughs> trying like, to very quickly. Problem low. solved. There we go. But just, Gary, watch, just watch my videos and believe what I say.
2: Yes. <laughs> in, like, i was <laughs> in this podcast. <coughs> Gary says gospel. It's
0: gospel.
1: gospel. Apart from the MasterChef stuff that I shouldn't have told you.
2: No.
0: I'll, I'll make up
1: for it and get everybody to watch MasterChef on Netflix. Do for it. Go he, for it.
2: Here, just, it must be mad to who won that all the years ago and then. Are you getting accolades yet again?
1: I've, st- I've still been, it's not, it's been non stop since I come off it, absolute non stop. I mean, every day because what you've got to think that shows out there in a hundred countries uh-huh. and, it, and it's still running as it's, it's running for the first time in Israel or something like that. And I wake up most mornings with a message from somewhere in the world saying, I just had to find you, I thought you were amazing on the show. Uh, yeah. and it's good it's, it's, good it's all you over the world. It's good that people can find you. I suppose these days with social media, I suppose, you know, if it was 10 or 15 years ago, you would go in and win it. You'd have 15 Meal. minutes. You'd mm-hmm. have 15 minutes on the telly, then you'd be back at work. But um, I don't know. You just have to m- make opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So Actually, yeah. I had <laughs> people phoning up saying that with a long, my long lost sister and all that. Weird. No, you
2: didn't he. I did, I No, you I, didn't.
1: I'm, for, <laughs> I, I'm 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 for my mom. What was this? Nah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god, wee. man. That's no, it. Yeah, and I once got a guy. I do videos, right? So people will message me saying, can you wish my my mother or my girlfriend or something about Christmas? I, 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 and they want a wee video sent to them. So I do a wee video and uh, so I did this video for this, this lad's girlfriend or whatever it was, she's the biggest fan and all that. So I sent him the video. A couple of hours later, he sends me back a picture. This is my my girlfriend's uh, wrapping paper, and it was just wrapping paper with my face on it, loads of my face oh. on it. <laughs> and it was like oh. I started locking all the doors.
3: <laughs>
1: oh. I showed it to my wife. She's like, "Don't you? You need to stop." Cup. Locker, oh my god, man, you need to to stop doing
2: these videos. Yeah, safe door is your front door, man. That is scary.
0: All
1: the the doors are locked, Uh, baseball
2: bats under the (laughs) bed.
0: Well, Gary, honestly, I can hands down say, and Kenny will testify, but this has been the most excited I've been for a podcast since watching it. honestly, it's not bad for a Monday, is
1: it?
0: I know. (laughs) <laughs> That's my week popped off isn't it. That's my week, guy. No bad, but uh, no. <clears throat> Listen, I, re- I really appreciate you coming on me. It's, it's been a been a pleasure to hear the story and the journey, and no, I wish no you every success and I will. No, likewise. What,
2: what, what are you doing for the future? What are you, what are you looking to do? What? Um, I don't know. Probably, probably get
1: somewhere open where people can come and eat my food. Um He's a text that might possibly. Um, oh. But I don't know. I mean. You know, every day I wake up and there's something mental in my inbox. So you just never know. You just never know what's round the corner. Ah,
2: that's true. You know,
1: and, and you know, and you just don't know. It could be a TV show, it could be another book, it could be a trip to Alaska. I mean, who Well, it's not definite because we don't know if we're ever allowed it again. I know, really. I know. Grounded, so, permanently grounded. I mean, uh, I, I've got gigs know. in my diary that have been cancelled twice. <laughs> yeah. I've got gigs I've got gigs that I won't do until 2022 that are already cancelled and some of them have, some, some of them have paid me happy
3: oh, days <laughs> <after this. laughs> that's
1: but it's not it's contract I know that's why that's why I've got an agent
2: leather man they deal with
1: it. they just deal well of that thankfully
2: <laughs> no I owe uh, the
1: bench man in- uh, and <laughs> well thanks for having us on it's been good fun I've enjoyed uh, watching some of your you've got loads of them eh? I watched that boy The boy that's on um, Instagram No Scott Squad Oh Darren oh, Connell God. He's
2: brilliant
1: He's he class asked, Can I tell you I thought it was funnier On your podcast Than he is on the show Oh uh, we <coughs> it, it was just Naturally funny would not he uh, Oh Honestly is- Just last Last week question Last week thing I got asked To do a cameo On Scott Squad Oh, oh No way what? You know that? I was in New York. I couldn't oh, do it. I, I, no. I, I, I had a job in New York. And that is the really Big Time. And honestly, and and honestly I wish I heard. I wish I'd just cancelled New York and I did oh. a day of and oh. the set the up was that um it was uh Nico John. The Nico
2: uh, hi, hi, hi. John
1: was sitting at for a formal dinner and I got called out for a critique on the food. On the food <laughs> and, it, and it was gonna it was gonna rip me on the food. The oh, cali. So, oh. But <laughs> Oh Again, it was, the show was written, and I just couldn't do it. Oh, I think they were quite surprised that somebody knocked them back, but I couldn't do it. I just was there in the country.
2: Yeah, this is so. even bigger than we thought it was. Man, this is. Man. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you've listened to the podcast as well. That's, that's massive for I, me. Uh, so. you have had somebody who watched the
1: podcast? Oh no, no, I watched for the hell. So I've watched
2: them <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs>
1: I, I've watched better your podcast than I've watched the telly. So there you go.
2: That's amazing, go. man brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> I thought you'd never come on if you watched anything
1: <laughs> listen I got asked to do a lot of these and always double check it always the double check smart smart who yeah. are these guys that might get ambushed <laughs> but no you seem you seem uh, relatively normal <laughs> amazing
2: aye relatively is the right
1: one <laughs> um, put politely
3: no. <laughs>
2: right, right. Cool. brilliant Gary
0: Moment of your life. like aye right. the best of course brilliant right. Enjoy your home tomorrow week and wish oh, no. uh, no. you
3: all the successes. Aye, right, thank, thank you. See you, you. Gary. See you bye. later. bye.